back. Hey, Bell Breakers. Welcome back to the Break the Bell podcast. Um, it's been a, an entire week since uh, you got to hear from us because um, we only do this once a week. Yeah. It seems like it's been a lot less. Yeah, it goes fast. It, it really does, does because we record usually Sundays or Mondays, and we've probably said this before. Yeah. And then Tuesday I usually edit, yeah. and then Wednesday I post it. Yeah. And then Thursday, I usually am like, okay, we get a little bit of a break here. And then Friday, we're like, what are we going to talk about? By, yeah, by Friday, it's like, shit, what, what are we going to talk about this week? And then yeah. by Sunday, we usually come up with something to talk about. <laughs> yes. So here we are again, another week for your ears, another yeah. week in the news. Um, the world is literally on fire right now. Yeah, especially California. But isn't California always What's, on fire? Like, yeah, I, I believe so. But yeah. I think it's like Oregon and Washington at this point are oh, on fire, them too, like huh? the entire coast, the the whole West Coast. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw that post, and we talked about last week um, how um, California had kind of was doing the laws to kind of limit um, um, right uh, the- sentencing for for like pedophile pedophiles right. and stuff like that all that all that stupid bullshit it's like california uh, loosens its restrictions on um like sex with minors god fires yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> god just lights the whole freaking place on fire yeah <laughs> so bill you may not know this you don't know this um i when i was joking around about um I might secretly be recording us earlier. I was secretly recording us no, earlier. Well, you so, said it like three so. or four times, so I, I was kind of kind of hitting around. Yes, but, yes, so that might get released. Um, we were just uh, having a wonderful discussion about what we we're going to talk about, and it, <laughs> and it, it's uh, and it, we might get politically incorrect on the show, but behind the scenes, we get slightly more politically incorrect. We so. get we get full blown um, Tosh. <laughs> Daniel Tosh. Yep. Um, so that might only get released when we get like a subscription. Yes. Um, we, we have to make sure you like us. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're willing to pay for us, then you're willing to listen to that side of it. Yeah. It's all in good, not, not good taste, but good fun. Yes, good it's in horrible taste. Horrible taste. Good fun. But yeah. it, it was always fun. Uh, we just started talking. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hit record. Start yeah. recording. So <clears throat> here we are once again. We are four months into this show. Wow. Baseball season's got like five, like three weeks left of regular season. I, <clears> and I figured baseball season <throat> ended like no. a Thursday. Dude, I can't get this out of my throat. <clears> throat> you got me all worked up, Bill. Um, <laughs> you should. You probably are more interested in the fact that football season kicked off this uh, yeah. Week. Very Thursday? much so. Yes, Thursday kicked off, and, and to be honest, my whole week I have structured to the point where I was I'm able to relax and watch the Steelers play the Giants on Monday Night Football. So I, I almost texted you today just to mess around, and be like, "Dude, I can't, I can't record tonight. We're gonna have to do it tomorrow <laughs> I, yeah. just to see what, just to see what happened." Yeah, I, I was really afraid that you were going to do that. <laughs> no. I made sure because I'm in school now, full blown back in school, and Yo. so I. I have papers and quizzes and stuff I have to get done, and I, I was trying to get them all done so that we could record tonight, so I could watch the game tomorrow. All right, and all uh, right. Well, hopefully yes. this all works out then, and we don't have to come back tomorrow and do this again. <laughs> it, it would be a late show, <laughs> <laughs> like starting at like ten at night or eleven at night. Exactly, exactly. But no, I am very excited for football. To have start. you watched any games yet? I, I have. I well, I, I watched. Um, I wanted to see how Brady would do with the Bucks, 
I heard he got destroyed. He got destroyed, yeah. He threw two picks. One was a pick six, um, mm-hmm. so it was a good day for football on that. The Cowboys lost. That's awesome. Um, so I apologize if you're a, a Bucks or Cowboy I, fan. I used to say Patriots because Patriots was my, my other nemesis. I just want to see Brady just fall flat on his ass because he yeah. he's the guy that just won't go away right. because he thinks he's so good that yeah. he just needs to keep playing. Yeah. And usually when they it's – like, it's like changing dealers at a poker table. Yeah. It's like you're doing great, and as soon as the dealer changes, it's right. like, walk away, dude. Walk yeah. away. Yeah. As soon as – who was it? Um, did um, Brett Favre do any good for the Vikings? Yeah, he did. did he, he, got him to the, he got them to the playoffs, and uh, they, they went to the NFC Championship game. All right, so I guess so, – I guess And I, I really liked Brett Favre. I, I did. I, I, I thought he was a good player. But yeah. Brady, I, you know, and maybe it's because, I don't know, everybody builds him up so much, you know, that he's so perfect and everything, and – I I just uh, look back. I remember all the crying memes that they made back yeah. in like 2012, yeah. 13, where all the like um, left hanging high five yeah. videos. How his teammates yeah. would just walk by him while he's yeah. holding up a high five. Uh, and the number one reason was, I mean, he he basically had the Steelers number. I mean, I, I think they beat him maybe three, four times in the entire time he was with the Patriots. Okay. So, so what you're saying is Steelers might have a chance now? I that? think they have a chance, okay. yes. <laughs> All right. So I talk I talk shit about football and baseball back and forth. I, I, I do enjoy watching football. I like college yeah. football. I used to like watching college football more. Right. Um, but I kind of fell out of that, too, because I was an Iowa State fan. Yeah. And then when we moved across, around the country, you're not going to find Iowa you State know, games. And, and usually I'll – I pay attention to college football, and uh, at the wedding the other day, someone asked me if I saw the Iowa State game, and I completely forgot college football had started. I wasn't sure if they were doing college football, yeah, but I, I did see that they got destroyed. They did get destroyed by like some nobody, yeah, team. Yeah, so. and I'm like, oh, oh shit, college football is on, isn't it? Mm. So my my sister and dad they live in Alabama. My sister went to Alabama, so mm-hmm. she is you know, her alumni, a big Alabama fan. Her and her, her husband. And there was the Thanksgiving where they were playing Auburn, and there was like seven seconds left in the game, and and you know they could have just um, what was it? I think go to a tie, just let the time run out. But um, uh, the court coach, who I can't remember his name, he's world famous, um, elected to kick the field goal, like a 52 yard field goal. And uh, I'm walking down the stairs Thanksgiving dinner, right? I'm walking down the stairs, and I was like, um, he's gonna come up short, and the dude's gonna get it, run it back, and win. And and that's exactly what happened. Like, what? No, <laughs> I know. I, and so I called my sister. I'm like, did you see that? I called that. I called that. <laughs> we'll have to get into uh, me calling the, like, while I'm I'm texting a Cubs fan, calling the Cubs, uh, um, shit, what, the, the World Series. I, oh, yeah. I got to shift back to baseball. It's hard to <laughs> shift back and forth. Um, I wanted to say Super Bowl. That's not it. Um, I was just calling like exactly how it was going to go mm-hmm. because it went to extra innings. And I'm just like, oh, they're getting major ads. So it's going to go like uh, – and they were down like a bunch of points. They're down like three points. And I was texting them like, they're going to come back and it's going to tie it up and it's going to go into extra innings. And he's like, no, there's no way. And sure as shit, in the ninth inning, they came back. Wow. It went like probably 12 innings. And then it started raining. And then I was like, it, it just kept going and kept going. And then it started raining. There was a delay. And I was like, well, as soon as they come back, somebody's going to score a point and end this because everybody's starting to like fade out now. Right. So the 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 watch, the viewers are going down. And sure as shit, as soon as they came back that inning, it was over. Oh, and wow. he's like, how are you doing this? <laughs> you witch. <laughs> so um, uh. I know this is not the episode about the, the 
reviving of the football season or or baseball, but no. it's like Bill, you haven't seen a, a good friend in like right six months, right. and you, it's you, like you, when you, you saw the Cardinals for the first time. Yeah, you know, you got to You got to when you get back with them, you got to get back Absolutely. in touch and see how things are going. Yes, and yes. Um, so sorry if you didn't want to hear all that. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about it because I because <laughs> it's football. But yes, I, I caught some games. You guys are lucky that this show is being filmed before the Steelers game because afterwards, you know, we I might do an entire on episode on. The Steelers. <laughs> oh, we are going to get into the show. Um, we got a couple things to talk about. Um, in particular, obviously, the world is doing what the world does best in 2020, um, falling apart completely, Absolutely. whether it's on fire or wars or peace or people um, yelling hate at peace. each other. You know, people hate peace now. People hate peace, apparently. And we'll yes. talk about that. And then we're going to get into this um, new movement this new hashtag to cancel netflix and then we're gonna continue and like kind of push past that because of this this new show that cuties that came out we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna talk about the normalization of pedophilia because we've been um kind of mentioning it the last few weeks and we we said we need to actually get a full-blown episode yeah about it or at least half an episode yeah um and then this show came out this week so i'm like oh, this what a better week so we're just gonna jump right into it now. If you got nothing else, I mean, I'm sure you can talk about football forever, but of course, um, why don't we just go ahead and let's get into it? Let's get into it. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did he say? What did he say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right. After a lot of technical difficulties, we are finally back. Woo! This is what the seventh time I've said we're back. <laughs> yes. And we're actually officially back. Are we recording? We are, are, are recording. We, we, can you hear us out there in TV land? I, we, we do have audio. I can see the audio. Okay. I can hear us, and I can see that we're recording. Do the words match my lips? Uh, I, that's never never the case, <laughs> but that's all right. Um, we are here to really talk about what's going on in the world, as usual, because the world, like we said, is literally on fire. Uh, people are splitting. People are coming together in certain countries. Yes, people are are hating peace and loving more, more. Right? Well, yeah. Yep. Which of course. We'll get into and and just all kinds of stuff. Before yes. before that, though, I forgot to mention. As always, go to our check out our social medias. Uh, you see it at the bottom of the screen there. Everything at Break the Bell Pod. All all like yes. Twitter, Facebook. Um, Instagram, Parlor, all that stuff. Check out at Break the Bell Pod. Check out our store, our merch store we launched last week. Yeah, somebody at the wedding actually yesterday told me that uh, they they were getting a hoodie and a nice. T-shirt, so yeah, nice. So we'll expect to see that. That is uh, 
Breakthebell.bigcartel.com. I can actually remember it this time, surprisingly. Nice. Um, like I said, there there's a few items on there. Um, if you do go within the last the end of uh, up till the end of this month, um, we have a promo going on where you get shipping for free if you enter uh, kickoff kickoff for football season. We talked about that in yes. the intro. Um, so Perfect. enter that and get free shipping up till the end of the month on any order. So if you, it's not just a one-time thing. So all that stuff. And now we're going to get into the show. Yeah, that was stuff that should have been the intro, but we were too busy talking about football. Um, so something is back up in the news. I don't know if you remember this little thing, um, called the EU that formed what, like 25 years ago. Um, yeah, I don't Euro know if it was that long ago. It's the European Union yes. is what, is what that's. It stands for. It's like the one world order thing that every right. all all the people conspiracy theories. Yeah, so. who cares about Europe? I mean, they had to come together. Yeah, to actually they, be they really worth did. something. I mean, all the countries together are, are still like what the size of India. So probably size of Texas. Yeah, and with less gunpowder. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Sorry if we have European listeners, but <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, this but, whole uh thing came up two years ago britain was part of uh the european union and um this whole ordeal with brexit came up what brexit is it's like the brangelina um combo of britain's exit of the eu it was a big um publicized thing it was a big deal yeah it was like conservatives were for the sovereignty of the uk and the left was more like no we need to be a part of this union i remember it was almost as polarized in Europe, in um, Britain, as the U.S. is today, right. like it was completely. It split. was like a movement of, of nationalism, you know, mm-hmm. and and you know they were they were they thought they were too good for the European world. So, today, not today, but recently, Brexit is back in the news because yeah. that happened, like I said, a few years ago. Um, well, apparently, when Britain exited. It wasn't like a no strings attack attached right. exit. Well, they they had to come up with a um like trade deals with the EU and such, mm-hmm. and um and so the the official Brexit deal um happened January thirty first uh, of twenty twenty, and apparently um there is uh, an issue popping up with the Irish border, and I'll give you some background on this real quick. Mm-hmm. So this is uh it says the impact of Brexit on the Irish border refers to changes in trade, customs, immigration, checks, local economic services, recognition of qualifications, medical cooperation, and other matters. Following Brexit and thereby the Republic of Ireland, United Kingdom border on the island of Ireland, becoming the only external EU land border. So the UK is part of is its own, but mm-hmm. the island of Ireland is part of the EU. But Northern Ireland is part of the uk this is complicated as shit yeah so so it's kind of like blended like you have um a country or part an island as eu you have uk or england which is the base of the uk the basis of it and then ireland is kind of meshed between uk and eu uk is not eu right EU is not UK, but Ireland is both EU and UK. It's like (laughs) if uh, Florida was part of Mexico. (laughs) Or like half Mexico. Yeah, half of Mexico, yeah. Yeah, like... But the tip tip was America, but the the, up by the panhandle was was Mexico. Right. So... Well, all of Florida is Mexico. Right. But half of it's also part of the... (laughs) Right. Just... uh, It's hard to make sense of. And that's, that's, that's the UK for you. Right. I mean... 
yeah. So um, it's like their humor. It's hard to understand. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. So basically, the the border between the UK and Brexit or and, and the EU man was we are struggling. I know Jay. was the sea between Ireland and and Northern Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. However, the EU wants to put want they want to put the border between um Northern Ireland and the UK. Okay. Okay. Or that's what the EU Britain. says. That's what the EU wants. All right. Was they, that part of the the Brexit deal? Was that, that it was border? not. They didn't they wanted to stay away from a hard border okay. because there's a lot of political sensitivities in the area. Um you know, the the battles between the Catholics and Protestants and mm-hmm. the the IRA, IRA and, and all that garbage. Kids up and shit. Right, exactly. All the bombs and stuff. So they wanted to start away, stay away from a hard border because they thought that would put fear into Ir- the Irish, mm-hmm. right? That, okay, they're taking over. Mm-hmm. So, but now they're coming up and saying, no, we want to put a hard border between um, the um, Northern Ireland and um, between Britain. the UK and Britain. Yep. And because they, they think that it will, you know, just finalize where the border is for the eu mm-hmm. and, and britain's like no that wasn't part of the deal we we're supposed to that's part of our area we want to keep trade alive get be able to get food to them you're going to create all kinds of problems by putting this up and and so now ireland's saying well if you don't agree with this then basically you're 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 sacrificing international law because you're right. you're you're not going along with the the, the terms eu the right that you're no longer part of right. That right. We have to follow their directions of exactly. So it's kind of like the EU still has kind of uh, a say on what they do. Yeah. But uh, Brexit will be back in the. It is back in the news, and we'll see where this goes. Um, yeah. There, um, Boris Johnson. Which here is a picture of him. He looks like if Trump just rolled out of bed. Mm. I mean, he could pass for Donald Trump's brother. He could. He um, could. he's got the same hair, just like less tame. In the morning. So we'll pull away from that. Um, we did mention last week, the um, or a few weeks ago, the, the deals between um, the United Emirates and Israel and the normalization of relationships between um, Israel and um, Arab countries. And Serbia, Corvio, uh, Kosovo. Thank you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get this. We'll get our shit together <laughs> as we go. Um, so this is keeps popping back up because more and um, more countries are jumping on the bandwagon yeah yeah except um apparently bahrain isn't on board with this as much as um like trump said they would probably fall in line with the no but bahrain is down with it um but there there are opposition groups that within uh, okay the, the the shia muslim are saying no this is this is bad. You know, oh, I this thought is it was a... Bahrain in general. No, no, no. Bahrain's down with the, the sickness. I just saw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a flashback, isn't it? That is. Oh, my gosh. Um, so this article just said Bahrain opposition rejects Israel normalization. That's yeah. why I assume maybe the whole country. But I haven't actually read it, but you oh, have. Sure. Yeah. So I'll let you talk about that because clearly you know more than I do. Uh, yeah. So a Shia Muslim uh, leader within Bahrain. Um, his name is Ayatollah Sheikh Issa Kwazin. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. That's pretty good. I who like lives it. in Iran said on Sunday he was against normalization between Arab countries and Israel. In a statement published by a dissolved Bahraini opposition party, Al-Wafak. 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 A group close to Kwazin. It sounds like... <laughs> 
Sounds like a Eastern Asian guy trying to swear. <laughs> Alba Pak. <laughs> the accord Sorry. struck between Sorry. Israel. And, no, you're good. The UAE last month and between Israel and Bahrain on Friday go against the will of the people, he said. There is a great divergence between the rulers and the ruled in thought, minds, aims, and interests. Governments are experiencing a psychological defeat and want to pose it on the people. And the people have to resist the defeat, Kwasim said. Um, let's see. A group of Bahraini political and civil society associations, including the Bahrain Bar Association on Sunday, voiced their opposition to the deal in a joint statement. Um, so basically, um, it sounds like a, a pretty strong group is, um, opposed to this. Opposed to this. And, and it sounds like it's more of the, the people, the voice of the people versus the voice of the government, the government. which the voice of the government is who's getting all these deals mm-hmm. between Israel and the United States. Right. And we all know how that goes. Well, and, and that's something Iran came out and said is that, um, that basically uh, bar, the Bahrain's only going along with this is because America's gonna is hooking them up. Yeah, I mean, why would anybody go along well, with this? Absolutely. Why would why would the e, or uh, the United Emirates, the UAE, yeah. go along with normalizing relations with Israel? Yeah, Israel saying, "Hey, um, we're still gonna keep Jerusalem as the major right. capital," and but without them offering something, right. they got to be offering something. Oh, well, I'm sure because Saudi Arabia, who has has you know, offered support in this deal has basically come out and said that I'm sure we can come to a peaceful resolution with the area of Palestine. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be some kind of deal where maybe they're going to cut the West Gaza Strip loose. And maybe that's what they're aiming for. Maybe. Um, but I can see this erupting into like a couple of full scale coups. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, if people are truly against this, um, it, it, you know, you could be looking at some other unrest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this looks peaceful on the surface. Right. But according to this, um, it's not so right. peaceful. And, and I'm sure other countries like Iran, who are totally against this, or uh, Kuwait, you know, they could be pushing elements inside to, you know, try to, re- you know. Well, look at Syria. Look how Syria well. has, oh, yeah. has gone for years. Um, they've had their their government in place. That's one side, and then mm-hmm. they have the the rebels on the other side. The right. U.S. has been backing the rebels for right. for. However right. many years, and right. Russia has been backing. Say, the, you got Turkey, you got Russia backing the main I mean, government. It's like everybody has been using Syria as their chessboard, mm-hmm. and, and you don't think that's going to happen in oh, these other absolutely. small little Arab countries? Oh, I, I absolutely believe it. Right. But I, I think their intentions are are good. You know, maybe, but well, <laughs> maybe. But I, I think they're looking to try to break the West Strip out of Israel, and I think other people are like, no, you're don't make concessions with. Israel. Right. You know, right, right. We can get this through strength. Well, some people look at this as a good thing to the point where there have been two nominations for Donald Trump to, for a Nobel Peace Prize because of these agreements. Because he's, he's working out, supposedly working out these deals between these countries that have been at each other's throats for however many centuries now. Um, So, uh, People on the board, I guess you could say, of the Nobel Peace Prize, I don't know exactly how that works, have said that he deserves a Nobel Peace Prize because he's done more to get them talking than any other president or any other person really has. Well, there are other people that are really against him getting this prize to the point that they just want to cancel the prize, Nobel Prize altogether. <laughs> right, yeah, that's yeah. why you kept saying people hate peace. Yeah, right. Um, let me find this article. 
Now, now, to set this up, when you think about it, um, so now Trump has normalized relations between the UAE and Israel, Bahrain and Israel. He's normalized relations between Serbia and Kosovo, who was previously mm. at civil war, yep. and normalized relationships between them and Israel. Mm. And he is um, offering to withdraw 2,000 troops out of I- Iraq mm-hmm. and Afghanistan and another 4,000 by November. Mm-hmm. So he's been doing this in the Middle East. And and people are saying this as bringing peace to right. the point where and, – and you got some people that have been calling for um, that Greta Thunberg to, oh, right. to win the Nobel Prize. Yeah, because for, she's brought total peace. <laughs> for getting up and screaming, how, how dare, dare you? <laughs> My childhood is ruined. Where Obama actually won the Nobel Peace Prize, mm-hmm. and he's famous for using drones to bomb – People right, in and the his Middle East. his plans all fell apart. That right, the things that he won for, I can't even remember oh, yeah. the exact terms of it. They fell apart. Oh, they almost all immediately. Apart. Oh, absolutely. ISIS was formed. You know, Syria got bombed to hell. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little picture of the little boy from Aleppo. He was covered in ash. I yep, don't know if you remember right, that yep, during the last election. I do. And it's like, but he did win, and everybody was on board with that. So, so. Uh, this reporter, it's the staff writer for the Atlantic at theatlantic.com is calling for the end of the Nobel Peace Prize because because Trump is such a bad guy and nominating him just puts such a tarnish on um, this prize. So I'm just going to read part of this. This is a long-ass article, but you got to hear. You got to hear this guy. It says, trolls are a Scandinavian invention. Is this not dramatic already? Yep, you got me at trolls. <laughs> Straight from the frigid sagas of North mythology, but Christian Tybring... Jetty, a Norwegian parliamentarian, swears that he is not one. Observers of his antics this week could be forgiven for thinking otherwise. On Wednesday, he announced that he had nominated Donald J. Trump for the Nobel Peace Prize. Can you name a person, this is uh, Jetty saying this, can you name a person who has done more for peace than President Trump? Jetty asked me, insisting that the question was a serious one. Um, the White House press secretary agreed with him. This is a hard-earned and well-deserved honor for the president, she said. Tybring Jetty defended his nomination on Fox News remotely and to me in person at a cafe in Oslo. Oslo, I'm not sure where Oslo Oslo is. It's in uh, Norway. Okay. Do we give the prize to Greta Thunberg for screaming about the environment, he asked. The agreement he made between Israel and the United Arab Emirates uh, could mean peace between Israel and the Arab world. That is like the Berlin Wall falling down. Today, the White House reportedly will announce that Bahrain, another Gulf monarchy, will recognize Israel. If Trump wins the prize, it will be the fourth Nobel Award awarded for peace between Israeli or between Israel and its neighbors. The announcement will come on October 9th. This will make the Arab-Israeli peace mediators more successful at charming the Nobel Committee than the International Committee of the Red Cross, which has won three times in its prize's 120-year history but still less successful than my favorite, which is no one at all. (laughs) The committee has declined to award a peace prize 19 times, most recently in 1972. The next year, in a decision so trollish it might have come out of the prose edda, I don't know what that is, they awarded the prize to Henry Kissinger. Wasn't he named like the architect of death? (laughs) Probably, yeah, something like that. 
Giving the Peace Prize to no one at all is a tradition the Nobel Committee should revive, perhaps on a permanent basis. Interesting. So they should nominate no one every year. Yes, because nobody ever brings peace, ever, ever. Well, it's not that nobody brings peace. He goes on to say, the record achievement of peace laureates is so spotty and the rationales for their awards so eclectic that the committee should take a long break to consider whether peace is a category coherent enough to be worth recognizing. Peace (laughs) had its chance and blew it. (laughs) Freaking screw you, peace. peace. You blew it. You had a chance. Pull it together. We tried. We tried peace. It didn't work. So let's let's just do away with it altogether. The Trump nomination, one of hundreds, includes this second from a Swede. Helps show why. It almost sounds like they don't like Swedish people. Like he's very against the Swede. Yeah. Oh, man. Tybring Jetty is from Norway's Progress Party, a right-wing populist answer to the established parties of the right and left. His nomination of Trump strikes me as preposterous. Other politicians don't pick up the phone to talk, Tybring Jetty said. He has the ability to be down to earth and talk to people at all levels. He notes that Alfred Nobel listed as one of the criteria for the winners that they encourage peace congresses. So... Encouraging people to talk peacefully to each other. Hmm. Well, that That's a weird, crazy mindset. And what is Peace Congress but a conversation between people who are not at peace? Um, there was a funny, funny paragraph. What, what's the name of this writer? This, um, his name is Graham, G-R-A-E-M-E, Wood. He's a staff writer at The Atlantic. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Blah, blah. I got to find the kindergarten. Okay, it says, but if you open, but if the opening of a dialogue, no matter how demeaning or ineffectual and signing of deals, no matter how undemocratic are a condition of the prize, then Tybring Jetty's case has merit. All the Nobel Committee really needs to know it could have learned in kindergarten. Isn't it strange Tybring Jetty asked that in school you learn to talk to people is the that to talk to people is the best thing. And now we are are told talking to the wrong people is a bad thing. Maybe if you talk, you will notice that the other guy is not as bad as you think. So this guy is slamming this guy for saying this, saying, Oh, that that so basically the only um thing that we need to know for the Nobel Prize is what we learn in kindergarten. But but he's got a point here because we're at a point in the world, and this is why we do this show. Yeah. That nobody wants to just talk to somebody who is on the other side. Because this says, we're talking to the wrong people is a bad thing. And he, he's comparing this to like kindergarten talk, <laughs> which it, it really is. We should have learned this in kindergarten. And we did learn this in kindergarten, yet we don't abide by this. And this guy thinks this is a bad thing. Right. That going back to the basics of just, hey, guys. I get that we disagree. Let's talk about it. Well, well, he doesn't deserve shit for that. And this whole prize just for nominating him should just be thrown out the window. What do you think about that? I think they're a little bitter. It's Well, (laughs) I knew as soon as somebody said, hey, he should get that prize, everyone would be up in arms. And obviously they're going to call for the heads of the prize because anybody that says anything good about um, Donald Trump is bad. Yeah. Even though this guy that nominated him said 
he's probably not going to win because a lot of the people on the voting committee want a a guy that's like doesn't have like a tarnished life or whatever. Yeah. They want want somebody that's like a good like a good role model or whatever. And to, to, to the Atlantic's credit, I was just kind of perusing um, what they said about Obama winning the the Peace Prize, and they weren't real supportive of that either. No. So they're at least they're consistent. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. We'll go with that. But still, again, the guy has done more, whether it's for good reasons or bad reasons. He's done more to kind of broker some kind of peace deals. Right, well, yeah. Start absolutely. somewhere, I guess. But who knows where that's going to go. Yeah. Maybe it does turn into, like you said, more civil wars and more problems. But but wanting to cancel it simply because of your perception of somebody personally yeah, you know, and the fact that I mean, he he is actually doing something, whether it's for personal gain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, as we talked, isn't what every politician does. Um, it's doing some good now, at least on the surface, mm-hmm. and um, I think that should be he should be judged on that merit, you right? Maybe maybe let's try this and see how it goes right. instead of just throw it all out the right. window. Yeah, like don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right, what, exactly, that, that which is exactly thing. what the Atlantic seems to be wanting to do. Yeah, maybe. You are correct in that, or um, these like people groups are correct in that the governments are going to get what they want. The people are going to hate it, and it's going to cause civil wars. It's going to cause more unrest, but we already have unrest there, so right. doing the same thing isn't working, so let's try something different. Right. Possibly. I mean, yeah. I mean, how how often, you know, are RPGs fired across the border of, you know— or airstrikes. Right, yeah, said. exactly. So it's like, you know, trying to normalize conversation, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, try something different. Let's right. see what happens. I mean, yeah, it may not work. I mean, look at Korea. It's still a shaky right. shaky issue. One one second, Kim Jong-un is on board and he's playing basketball with Dennis Rodman. The next right. day, he's like... Dying. Di- <laughs> next day, he's dead. And the next day, he's um ramping up his nuclear right. arms. Exactly. So, but it's, you know, it to say that Sorry, peace. You had your chance. We're moving on. <laughs> that alone, that statement alone, <laughs> yeah, tells me that this guy doesn't have anybody's best interest. He's just like fuck it all, fuck, yeah, right, f- right. fuck it all. Yeah, he, he's flipping tables and be like, "You want to, <laughs> you want to nominate Trump? Fine, let's do this." <laughs> he's had his chance and failed. Yes, wow. Maybe a poor choice wow. of words. And and and. and Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined my dreams and my childhood. <laughs> All right, well, I think we didn't have a whole lot overseas. Um, That was about it, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's other stuff. But but as we mentioned, uh, Trump is talking about withdrawing, or he is withdrawing 2,000 troops out Mm -hmm. of Iraq, which is a huge move. Yeah. Especially, you know, after bringing troops out of Germany. Right. And now he's talking about wanting to bring more out of Afghanistan. Oh, which brings back, which we had talked about, um, the Taliban. Taliban, Taliban, and in Afghanistan. Yes, are are uh, having a peace accord right G. now. G. W. Bush. Yes, we and need to go over there and fight that Taliban <laughs> in Al Qaeda. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a. Um, I forgot about that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's huge because they've been battling forever. So um, hopefully, something good comes out of that. Yeah. Yeah, so um, did Trump have anything to do with that piece, or are they just kind of coming together? I Ma- think they decided to come together. That's good. So, yeah. good. Maybe they'll work something out. And that was, like we had talked about, that's the main government's one of the right. Shias and the 
Taliban's the Sunnis or, yeah, or yeah. vice versa. Yeah, and that's one where, you know, maybe they decided, look, the only way we're going to get America to get out of here is if we come <laughs> together. Guys, guys, do we want this for 20 more years? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's just come up with an agreement, okay? You can have the kids on Sunday. Right. <laughs> you know, can, we, can we just push, push you, that you, guy out? You sell opium on odd, even, odd days. <laughs> Right. I mean, I don't blame them either. No. We've no. done more destruction than we've done good in that con that that country. So no, you're just you're not going to win there. No. You're you're an invading force no matter how right. it, you, you can build a dozen schools and roads, but you're always going to be the invading yeah. force. Yeah. So. Well, it started out back with um um Russia invading into oh, right. there and we went over and pushed Russia out mm -hmm. and um the yeah. general pop population didn't really see one side or the other. They right. saw we came in, rolled through, destroyed things, and we left. Well, all their the, schools, the roads were destroyed. Had no problem learning what they could from us. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, and getting a bunch of weapons. You from know, us. yeah. I mean, Osama bin Laden was was one of the main connections to the CIA. Oh, you yeah. know, learning how and special forces well, we learning how to do strikes. Too. Oh, absolutely, we were. We're arming them with like surface to air yeah. missile weapon yeah. systems to well, take down uh, well, Russian planes. What's funny is, and I know you've never seen this movie. But um, Rambo three, no. Okay, so Rambo three, he teams up with the Taliban to take out the Russians, uh -huh. and um, at the end of the movie, they're like, you know, here's to the the noble people, you know, battling communism. Right? Oh wow, yeah. And so they've had to. The movie's still there, but they took that part out of the what? movie now because wow. it's like censorship, man. Right, I know. But that's like a time era. It's an time well, exactly, piece. exactly. It's like you know. Nobody knew what was going to happen. No. You know, at the time, there were allies. Yeah. I mean, there was a time Saddam Hussein was an ally of the United States. If you don't know anything about the early relationship between the U.S. and Afghanistan, watch um, the movie Charlie Wilson's War. With, oh, yeah. Is that Tom Hanks? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's Charlie Wilson, right? Yeah. yeah. He's the, the congressman that pushes to get more money sent to mm -hmm. Afghanistan and sent to the people to get them the surface to ground or surface-to-air systems yeah. to keep Russia from pretty much rolling over them and taking yeah. over them. And um, we talked about my favorite actor a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, he's in that movie, and yeah. he's um, he's an FBI or a CIA guy, I think, that's kind of um, informing the congressman of what's going on over there. Mm -hmm. And so he's kind of giving him his information on how it's going. And at the end, it comes down to well now Tom Hanks character Charlie Wilson wants to push to send money to rebuild like the schools and the roads and I think it was George H W at the time was becoming president and he mm -hmm. his his response in the movie at, at least was oh we're still in Afghanistan and basically just kind of blew it mm -hmm. off and Philip Seymour Hoffman's part he he made a line I can't even remember what it was but it was it was a really good line <clears throat> um Oh, it was like this kind of this story, like oh things are going to be better now, like, and then it was just like, well, will they or are right. they better? Like, um, so basically, hey, we pushed Russia out of this, um, everything's good now, and he's right. like, well, it, are they? Is it? Right. Is it better? And then yeah. we let them go to shit and oh, didn't yeah. didn't help them rebuild, and that's why they kind of yeah. I, I'm this convinced hatred. America has done more damage to the world fighting communism. And then and just communism would have done on its own. Yeah, because then so, they just up and leave. Right. And leave this um, vacuum, which is what happened in Afghanistan. Yeah, or they, they put a strong man in 
who makes things mm. even worse. Right. You know, like which happened with Gaddafi or Hussein mm-hmm. or, you know, and they just end up, you know, persecuting the people even worse right. than the communist would have. Yep. So, man, we we might have to do an entire episode on oh, on it can be done for the sure. History of our involvement in the Middle East and how we swap sides and, and flip flop our and, battle against communism and mm-hmm. all the good we did in the world. Right. I mean, not saying communism's good, but yeah, and man, we didn't do much to improve. Mm-mm. That's for sure. So, like I said, we're coming across the pond now. So, um. Football. We're football. Back to football? Yeah. Not football the good side again. of football, though. No. Is, is there a good side of football? There's always a good side of football. Right. Well, okay, not always, because this is the bad side. So, Colin Kaepernick, or Kaepernick? Cape, I think Keepernick. it's Kaepernick. Kaepernick is the British. It's, it's K-A-E, and yes. the, the British pronounce pedophiles, and they spell it P-A-E, and it's pedophiles. Gotcha. So, this has to be Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. So, you've been, sorry you've been pronouncing your is own name wrong. Um, his name's Colin. Oh, I bet you. I bet you his adopted family was British. That's possible. Is British. They're, they're still alive. <laughs> is he adopted? I think he. Yeah, we I just think he was raised. That no, he's... I. I think watching documentary, he was raised by a white family. All right. Well, we'll have to look. Into a that. white middle class family. Colin Keepernick. Oh yeah, his name's Colin. Yeah. I mean, that's like the douchiest soccer like frat boy name, right. Colin. Freaking yeah. Colin. <laughs> Sorry if your name's Colin out there. <laughs> it's not as bad as Kyle or right. or Chad. Chad yeah. Chad's probably Chaz. Chaz. I'm Chaz. Um, yeah, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Let's bring him back. Bring him back home. Yeah. Mm. So apparently, um, he had an issue with the NFL today. No. Yes. yes. Colin Kaepernick have an issue with yes. the NFL. Yes, Was it because he, did. he didn't get to play? No. It did he think he was going to play this year? I, I, he probably <laughs> hoped. He probably hoped he did because I think there was a there was a movement to try to get him back in. Mm-hmm. But his he wanted to get paid an outrageous amount of money. And well, okay. that's why he didn't go play for the XFL because his right. rates were ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, I do. Yeah. That's why we're paying you less. Yes. So apparently he has an issue with his former teammate, Eric Reed, not being signed by a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know the Eric Reed story. So apparently Eric Reed was one of Keeper Nick's um, uh, kneeling buddies okay. out of, Fort, out of uh, San Francisco. Right. And so he, um, he was uh, let go. He had a good season last year. Okay. Um, but they, uh, the Panthers released him and uh, nobody has signed him. What they release him for? Just uh, I think just con- end of contract. I, I don't know what the contract details were. Maybe he wanted more money. I don't know how old he is. Right. Maybe they just felt he was at the end of. The- I I don't imagine with everything going on, they let him go because he wanted to kneel. Mm. So yeah, no. Um, but Keepernick seems to think that's the problem. <laughs> of course. Of he course. says while well, the NFL runs propaganda about how they care about black life, they are <laughs> still actively blackballing Eric Reed. Fighting for the black community, Eric set two franchise records last year and is one of the best defensive players in the league, Keeper Nick wrote. Um, let's see. Reed is one of the best free agents available. Uh, his stats are there. Reed and Keeper Nick were teammates with the 49ers, and both of them protest against police brutality. Um... He and Reed filed a grievance against the NFL, alleging that owners were conspiring to keep them out of the league because of their protest. 
Uh, the lawsuit was eventually settled. I wonder how many millions of dollars they got for that. And Reed would later sign with the Panthers. Um, but Reed was not re-signed after this season. And Keeper Nick believes it's a conspiracy. Oh, of course. So, Well, it just it, it's interesting how it just happens that Kaepernick kind of his whole ordeal was after the the St. Louis uh, riots and the right. that whole start of the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. And then this Reed guy, this is his first year not being right. signed, which happens to be back in the cycle of yeah, right. of protests and it happens to be coming back up at the same right. time. So so yeah, Colin Kaepernick is going to try to get a, his his yeah. little chance at fame here to open his mouth again, which is yeah. which is why but you know, Kaepernick was <laughs> you just like saying <laughs> I that. I do. He was he was a mediocre quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, he was not a game changing quarterback. Their primary claim to fame, I mean, they had a great defense. Singletary was a good coach. And um and, and so Kaepernick was not a fantastic quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, he was let go. I he was probably cr- causing problems in the locker room before he was even dealing, is my yeah. guess. And uh, the fact that, you know, and it shows what kind of a diva he is just because he wouldn't play for the XFL because the money wasn't there. Mm. You know, he hasn't signed with an NFL team because, to be honest, he's worth more not playing than just talking. If he gets out there and starts playing again, everybody's going to remember, oh, yeah, he wasn't that great after all, you know? So I thought for sure this whole article was going to be Colin Kaepernick pissed off that uh, the NFL is having the social justice campaign, but they're not hiring Kaepernick back. They're like, well, what about me? And that would just give major credit to what people have said about him that it, he's not as concerned about the social justice right. as much as about himself yeah. and so but that's not where this article went but um yeah he he just wants to get back in that spotlight once again he does um <clears throat> the whole football thing is is annoying to me i understand why you're upset about it or if you disagree with it i'm just tired of yeah. hearing it because you right. get i didn't see the whole thing but on Thursday night, right. from what I hear, the Chiefs and who would they play? Texans. The Texans came all together and just like right. kind of uh, linked arms and as a sign of unity is what they were supposedly right. signaling. And people booed and booed well, see, like crazy. I, I heard that they weren't booing. They were yelling Chiefs. And I, I don't know. I didn't watch that. I heard they booed and I've read uh, well, that, That's what I heard originally is they booed. And then I was I was reading the comments and somebody's like, no, they didn't boo. They weren't booing. They were yelling Chiefs. Because they were playing in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and um, and I I don't know if that's accurate or not. I don't know what any of it is, so, but you're, they're going to be pissed off if they oh, stand. Yeah, they're going to be pissed off if they kneel. I, they're going to be st- yeah. pissed off if they try to. Unify. I, I think in Kansas City there was there was one player on the Chiefs team that kneeled. Then the Texans didn't come out of the locker room because they mm-hmm. wanted to avoid the whole thing. I don't know what happened on Sunday. I don't know what teams kneeled, what teams stood, what I, teams met in the middle of the field. I have no idea. I'm I, just I don't so. Know fucking sick well, and of it. <laughs> I think that's where everybody is. It's like they they want to watch football. They don't want to watch the politics mm-hmm. of it, you know? Yes, I understand that the flag means things to people and people fought for that flag and all that stuff. I so it's been what 4 years right. since Kaepernick started this. Yeah. And that's the only thing people talk about. They don't really talk about football. They don't talk about the sport and who won. Or it's just, well, did you see so and so knelt today? Right. It, it's so. F- I'm yeah. I'm just sick of it. I'm tired of all of it. Yeah, I, I I've been surprised with the people I've talked to and been like, hey, did you check out this game or did you see how so and so is doing there? No, I haven't watched a game today. I'm like, really? Let's just leave it there then. <laughs> 
Well, we don't have to talk about it. Well, I'm just, I, and I'm just surprised, you know, because I'm like, okay, well, Brady's getting his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> so, right. I think people are just kind of over it all. I, I think they are too, which is, you know, it's and, just unfortunate it's gotten to that point. Well, my father-in-law asked me, he's just like, um, is it the same thing in baseball? Or do or they make, and I was just like, I don't know. Honestly, I, I mean, I watch baseball. Yeah. Usually I don't turn it on right at the start of. Right. The first inning, and I stream it, so maybe they skipped the national anthem when, right. from streaming it. I don't know. I don't know if they're kneeling. I know some teams came out and knelt on right. the first game, like the entire team knelt. I'm not. I for can't baseball. remember for baseball, but again, I don't. I'm here to watch baseball. I'm right. sorry. Yeah, that's what I want. That's where I am too. I want to watch. I just want to watch my team play. You know, I don't. I don't care if they kneel, if they stand, if they go in the locker room. I, you know, I, just, I support your right to deal if you want right. to. Whatever just you want to do. I, I just want to watch you play. Right. You know. Anyway, let's get away from football because again, we could talk about it forever. Mm-hmm. Sports. Maybe we'll have to have just an entire like bonus episode of us talking sports. That would be cool. Um, so some big stuff happened just yes. recently. Back to the the protests. Protests again. Yes. Uh, two L.A. sheriffs were ambushed and shot. Yes, they were. What day was that? Did I think it was Saturday. Two. Uh, I got it. So, this is in Al Jazeera. Oh, this is the one I sent you. Pull this up. Two two L.A. County deputy sheriffs were wounded in an ambush. It says the deputies were sitting in their patrol car when a person approached and opened fire through the passenger window. Uh, two L.A. County sheriff's deputies were injured when an unidentified gunman fired multiple shots on their patrol car in an apparent ambush, authorities have said. The incident took place on Saturday night when the officer... A 31-year-old woman and a 24-year-old man boarded their car near a metro rail station in the city about 7 p.m. A video posted to the sheriff's department's Twitter account showed a figure approach the vehicle, open fire through the passenger side window of the car, and run away. The deputies, who had graduated from the county or the academy 14 months earlier, were able to radio for help. Both underwent surgery on Saturday. So, thank God they survived. Um... But yeah, this is just becoming a thing. It's not like they were aggressors. These police officers were aggressors. They were just brand new rookies just sitting in their car, probably eating donuts when somebody popped in and decided to shoot them. Yes. Obviously, President Trump came out and said, uh, it says President Donald Trump, who has run a campaign increasingly reliant on a law and order message among continuing Racial justice protests. <laughs> I like how they did that. I did too. They didn't say continuing burning cities down, right. looting violent, stores, violent riots, yeah. looting stores. Con- only, only a small percentage is violent. Right, 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 right. It says retweeted a video of the incident, writing "animals that must be hit hard." Damn, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I- maybe he should just stop talking though. <laughs> Meanwhile, Democratic challenger Joe Biden tweeted this cold-blooded shooting is unconscionable and the perpetrator must be brought to justice. Now, what I see there is if like Biden were to say that and then the Trump translation would be animals that must be hit hard. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. So you and you know, you know Joe Biden didn't write this. Oh, God, he didn't write no. this at all. It says this cold yeah. blooded shooting is unconscionable and perpetrator must yeah, be brought he, to justice. He couldn't even pronounce unconscionable. And he, he would be like, um, the perp, 
Traitor. Perpetuator. Purple traitor. (laughs) It says, violence of any kind is wrong. Those who commit it should be caught and punished. Jill and I are keeping the deputies and their loved ones in our hearts and praying for a full recovery. Oh, it says, oh, man. I think that's enough. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, protesters gathered outside yeah, the emergency there we go. room. This though. is the, the newest development here. Mm. It's on that same article, though, uh, towards the bottom. amazing. Okay. It says, protesters gather outside the emergency room. A small group of protesters gathered outside uh, where the deputies were being treated. In a tweet, the sheriff's department said members of the group blocked the entrance and exit and chanted, We hope they die. Does that sound like peaceful protesting it, to you? That sounds loving to me. Does that sound like a... A period of ongoing racial injustice protests. Yes. No, that sounds like animals, <laughs> like Trump said. Yeah, right. Yeah. At least one man was taken into custody at the protest, and a woman later identified by the LAist news site as reporter Jose Huang was arrested and later released. Uh, says, I have seen LA SDHQ tweets and have thoughts and videos to share soon after a little rest. Share them now. Come on. No teasers. Come on. <laughs> so that's where we are in this country. Yes. Um, it's not getting better. We talked about this last week with the yeah. whole Civil War talk, how I don't see it getting better because now we're just walking up and shooting officers and then protesting saying yeah we hope they die because they were sitting okay. there e- eating the, donuts the, the full uh little event that happened was that, yeah they blocked all the entrances to the hospital mm-hmm. all the entrances including the emergency entrance and the one of the blm protesters went on camera and said i want to deliver a message to the family of the pigs i oh, hope God. they effing die oh so much more than what this said yes yeah and they chanted death to the police and kill the police um, all on camera while this was happening. Peaceful protest, though. Yes. Yep. I mean, that's um, that's our definition of peaceful protesting. A BLM no? pro- supporter wrote, Black Lives Matter activists saying y'all going to die one by one to the police officers as the colleagues are fighting for their lives. So, I mean, there's really no good, nothing good for the police at this point. And we, we see it, like, across the country. You see in, like, Austin, Texas, there was that sign that said, um, Right. Uh, the police department's been defunded. Enter at your own risk. Right. Yeah. Like, that, that's what you want to see when you're going to yeah. work in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, sorry. Yep. I mean, there's nothing we can do. This is what you wanted. Yeah. This is what you all you all wanted. Yeah. So, um, yeah. There. I mean, it's it's going downhill fast, yeah. and you think you're at rock bottom, and it just keeps going further down. Yeah. Right. Well, like I said, I mean, this is going to be. They're pushing this to be, you know, the new normal. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Go visit a big city, you know, at, at, on your at your own risk. Right, right, right. And so, and the the po- politicians are taking their sides on it. Yeah, um, Biden's taking his side of the officers here, which is probably going to upset people. We talked about that. Oh, absolutely. How he you know, kind well, of pushed against the protests. He like flip flopped and spent that forty five thousand dollar ad on yeah. uh, against protest or against the riots and and stuff. Yeah. And now he's saying. Um, all all violence must be punished. Right. Yeah. I mean, what, what's that saying about all these protesters that are violent? Right. Well, that the the polling will all of a sudden turn against mm-hmm. him. You know. Yeah. So, which speaking of <laughs> the polling, mm-hmm. and speaking of uh Joe Biden and his um his political campaign, we had 
briefly mentioned, I think, in our episode about like who's behind, who's kind of funding Black Lives Matter. And one of the names right. that came up was this Act Blue. Yeah. And Act Blue is um kind of a donation site for the Democratic Democratic Party. Party. And so we had kind of said that we had heard we didn't we didn't like spend too much time on it because we didn't know, but we had heard that they were kind of funding this or funneling money possibly right. to from, the Democratic Party from the the Thousand Currents through yeah. the Tides Foundation. Yeah. So this Act Blue, um, there's an article out now that says alarm sounded on Democratic Party's biggest fundraising platform because half of the donations. That went through Act Blue were from the unemployed. For, were from unemployed people. Um, and we're gonna have to do this quick because we're pushing our first hour, and we need to get into our yeah. main we'll topic of the show. Up and move on. It says nearly half of 2019's donations to Act Blue, the Democratic Party's biggest fundraising platform, were made by people who listed themselves as unemployed, raising red flags about whether the online processor is being used for foreign or otherwise illegal contribution. An analysis of the Federal Election Commission uh, data by the conservative Take Back Action Fund found that 2.8 million ActBlue transactions in 2019, or 47.4%, were made by donors who identified themselves as unemployed or listed no employer. That figure has risen to 50.1% in the first eight months of 2020, so even more now. It's over 50% right. now, said Take Back President John Pudner, who has for years sounded the alarm about the potential for foreign influence on ActBlue over what he describes as its lax online credit card security measures. Our biggest concern is foreign money. Okay, we got that. I, I don't think they care, to be honest. <laughs> no, they just – yeah. It says his concern is that illegal contribution could be made using prepaid gift cards and, and pairing them with either fake names and addresses or stolen identities of real voters. The FEC provides an additional layer of security by requiring donors to list their employers, but there is no such check on those who identify themselves as unemployed. So yeah. all you have to do is click unemployed, and then you got to put your um, – they, they don't go and check up on that. Back, right. back yeah, background like, check. Oh, someone's giving us money. Sweet. All right. He says anyone around the world could use this. Um, he mentions like China and Russia and Iran are trying to meddle. Um, an Act Blue spokesperson defended the integrity of the fundraising powerhouse system, saying the platform uses an array of data sources, internal validation, and third-party service to verify the validity of transaction. Of course they do. Um, so this – I don't know if it's this article. Or we'll just breeze through this. Oh, it says – this is it right here. We report every single federal donation made on our platform to the FEC, making donation through ActBlue the most transparent way possible to donate. We report the information donors enter about their occupation and, and employer, and we do see a significant portion of donors who report their status as not employed, such as retirees or full-time parents. But 47%. Yeah. I'm not going to read the rest of the article. I'm going to kind of just outline it. Yeah. They're saying 47% are possibly retirees or full-time moms. Yeah. This is coming out of 2019. This isn't today's right. status where there's like super high unemployment rates. 2019, we had mentioned, had under 4% unemployment rates, oh. which is virtually nothing. Right. And you're saying half of your donations came from right. 4%, 3.8% yeah. of the country. Yeah. Looking at... Because another group formed 
on the right side, I can't think of what it's called, something red. red. Win red. Their numbers match the unemployment rate. Mm -hmm. Like their their donors that were unemployed that donated was about 3.5%. And then this year, those numbers of donors went up because the unemployment rate went up. up, Uh, So it basically paralleled with the unemployment rate, as you would think. 50% of your people comes from or from your donations is coming from right 4% 4% of the population, of the population? Right. no no that's not no yeah no you can't say that uh well, out of 2.8 million transactions too it's not just yeah. like a limited amount this is millions of dollars well and this this goes on and says the issue of unauthenticated political donations was also brought up by brought to light by the Washington Post in 2008 which was that the time allowing donors to use largely untraceable prepaid credit cards that could <laughs> potentially be used to evade limits on how much an individual is legally allowed to give or to mask a contributor's identity. In 2015, the Action Fund said millions of dollars could be moved by allowing unverified credit card contributions, said Pooner, and that even today, ActBlue continues to use such an unverified system. That's shady stuff right, right. there. right. And they're concerned about foreign meddling, right. Russian meddling on Trump's side. Mm-hmm. Yet there's this gigantic loophole here that allows for tens, hundreds of millions of dollars to flow in under this idea that they're all, oh, yeah, they're just all un- unemployed. Yeah. And I was looking at the numbers, and it was like $2.8 million, and it was like, Three hundred million dollars. So you're yeah. saying all of these, on average, all of these unemployed people, on average, donated one hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Out of what? Like, how many retired right. people do you know that just like, oh yeah, I got a hundred bucks. Oh, Here you go. Yeah. Well, I, if I was unemployed, the last thing I would do is donate to a politician. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, you're living on um, limited income. Yeah. Like I said. Income, Social Security or whatever coming yeah. from that they, they give you, um, which obviously there's rich retired people. But you're, you're talking about 40 percent of two point. You're talking almost a million and a half retirees or single mo- or unemployed moms yeah. that donated 100 plus dollars is yeah. what you're telling me. No, I, you're not going to get anybody to believe that no. you can. Say whatever lip service you want. They need to audit this shit is what they need oh, to do. Absolutely. They need to turn around and be like, prove this shit. Prove it. Right. Prove yeah. where it came from. Uh, audit both. Audit Win Red and Act Blue. Yeah. Well, see audit, where it goes. Audit every dollar that comes into a political mm-hmm. ca- campaign and see where it goes. Because, yeah. again, follow the money. See, mm-hmm. you, one side cries meddling, foreign meddling. I guarantee you they both have foreign uh, meddling. It, it's just like the, the person who usually cheats is the one that's calling the other person a cheater. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It's so, a, like usually the the most homophobic person who probably has his own like right, yeah. issues on the side like that there was that mega pastor that spoke out oh, Ted yeah, Haggard right. that spoke out against um homosexuality all the time and he ended up like doing like cocaine off some like male hooker's <laughs> dick or something <laughs> that obviously over exaggerating yeah. but right. it involved a male hooker and cocaine right. and he was the biggest advocate for like against homosexual marriage and, yeah. and things like that. So it's usually the ones that scream at the most that exactly. have the biggest issue yeah. with it. So Exactly. So they're screaming foreign interference and the whole time, you know, they're taking money from they don't care who. Right. As long as money coming well, in. Well, it's like when they 
um, tried to bust Trump for giving that ultimatum with, uh, was it Ukraine? No, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. For withholding uh, funding because he thought Biden's son was meddling over there or doing for having right. foreign issues over there. And yeah. so she's like, well, look at him. He He's doing this shady shit overseas. It's like, yeah, but he was trying to figure out what you were doing shady overseas. Right. And yeah. It's... it's it's all a mess, and it's it both. Is. You know, it's, it's both it's sides. Both sides, yeah. And so, like I said, audit them all, mm-hmm. have them prove where every dollar comes from, Absolutely. and then follow where it can. Yeah, and, and you know, stop the practice of taking donations from unverified, right? You know, these these gift cards from Walmart. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like I'm going to go to Walmart with my unemployment or food stamps, and I'm going to buy this gift card so I can <laughs> donate to a politician. Yep, that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> Well, I think that about wraps it for this first half. Yeah. Because we really do want need to get into the second where and we kind of prefaced it in the intro. Um this show on Netflix that came out, this cutie show, and we haven't even talked about it yet because there's yeah. been uproar for months about this yeah. coming out. Right. When we first or I don't remember who it was that first put it up, but both of us were like, What the right. hell is that? Right. But we didn't touch it yet because yeah. it was speculating at right. that point. Yeah. But it's, it's come out. out. The it's show out. Cuties has come out. Yeah. Not going to say much more about it because we'll talk more yeah. about it in the right. next show. I, I'm sure you all have heard it, but we have talked a lot in the last few weeks about this. It seemingly pushed to normalize pedophilia, and yeah. that's the direction we're going to go for the second half of the show. So before we say too much and spoil it, we're just going to get right into the, um, the, the, the break here. So we'll be right back, and we'll get right into that. So we'll see you in just a couple minutes. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I asked myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. All right, I hope you all enjoyed your break. Hope you all enjoyed that that time away from us. I mean... We we were kind of sad to take that time away. It was I mean, hard. It yeah, was hard. It was. I mean, so. we we love you guys, so yeah. we like to get back into it and and just keep on um, keep on with the conversation. Um, I do want to get more bonus stuff in because I I like having the back and forth dialogue with the people listening because right. I feel like this is a little bit one sided right now. 
Yeah. I mean, we're just forcing this into their ears. Yeah. And they're not allowed to come back at us and say, hey, man, you're wrong. Um, Like I had mentioned before we went to break and in the intro, um, we're going to talk about, continue this conversation about how society or a certain group of society is trying to normalize uh, this, this kind of pedophile mindset and just kind of make it just a little more normal. I think we, it was last week that we had talked about the California laws about, um, Oh yeah. Kind of dropping that, like making it, um, within 10 years, within 10 years. uh, Well, it's up to the judges, um, right. Yeah. Perception or it's it like he gets to decide. Yeah. Um, but we had said that was just like a step and another step and another step. Right. And, um, this week, another step came out and that's Mm -hmm. the release of this show cuties, Mm -hmm. um, which is like, a prepubescent like dance off show right. is what they're describing. I actually have the Wikipedia yeah. description and, of it. And f- just to disclosure, um, neither of us have watched the show. I Mm-mm. I can't bring myself to do it. Um, and I can't either. But I will let you know. Be- and I'm kind of glad she did. My wife did watch it. Oh, okay. Because. She was like, well, there's all this stuff going on. I want to see if it's as bad as it is. And I'm like, yeah. And I was out of town. I was out of town for work. So I was like, you, I'm not doing that. I was like, but let me know if it's as bad as they're saying it is. And so, um, she said it was as bad as they're saying it is. Um, but Wikipedia, the very first paragraph says cuties is a, uh, 2020 French coming of age comedy drama film written and directed by French uh, I don't know this word, Se- Senegalese Mamounou Ducouré in her feature directorial debut. So this is her very first directed movie. Wow. So it goes on to say the film stars, all these names I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Uh, the plot reveals, or the plot revolves around a French Se- Senegalese girl with a traditional Muslim upbringing who is caught between traditional values and internet culture. According to the filmmakers, the film is intended to criticize the hypersexualization of pre-adolescent girls. I like the fact that they're trying to criticize the hypersexualization of pre-adolescent girls. Right. What I don't like is that they're hypersexualizing they, pre-adolescent yeah, girls. They to do use it. the hypersexualization yeah. of pre-adolescent girls right. to criticize uh, the hypersexualization. It's like of- saying. Hey, killing people is bad. We're going to kill a bunch of people in front of you right now On to show camera. you how bad that is. Yeah. Look how bad this is. Right. Don't Boom. do Look, this. That hurts. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with it, um, uh, I think it was early August. They released the uh, the American um, poster for it. Like right. The, okay. The, yeah, and that's when I, I first heard about it. Yeah. Right. Well, if you look at here, I'll pull this up. The French poster, I'll move and, this and, over and, for you to see. I mean, coming of age. I mean, Dirty Dancing is a coming of age like movie, and and the, the gal's 19 in it, mm-hmm. okay? So that's cool. 11 isn't really coming of age. Well, that and the show, and we'll talk about it more. Shoot, hang on. The show is, um, it's TVMA. Okay. So it's in America, like 18 and up. Right. Why do adults need to watch films about right. the coming of age of 11-year-old girls? Right. Like, yeah. we already did it. We all, all went through that. We know right. what it's like. It's not educational, right? in my opinion, for no. a show that's geared towards adults to right. view right. a coming-of-age video yeah. like this, right. at least. I mean, there's, like, maybe, like, parent 
versus like teenage right. like battles going on right. that that you could educate people. But this, no, yeah, I, I don't the, buy. It. Yeah, but here is, is here is a shot of the French poster of it. Okay, it you looks see, like a Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yeah, yeah, you just see them kind of. With shopping bags and walking down and, and confetti and in the background and let me pull up I should have had this up. Let me pull up the actual the American poster. And you'll see why people instantly were kind of outraged by this. Like all right, so here is the American poster. Can okay. you see a difference? A little bit. I mean, uh, are people on the side of it saying how ridiculous all these right-wing conspiracy theorists are for uh, having all this freaking outrage about this? They're saying, well, this is no different like um, the dan the other dance-off movie posters and, and stuff like that. And it's just like, except, but those aren't 11-year-olds. I was going to say, except I mean, for their 11-year-old girls. Yes. Um, so you can see how they're like scantily dressed. They're in very provocative poses. poses. One is like... Like, all you see, it you can't even see her face. You just see her say, ass. Yeah, it's like, her face doesn't matter. No, just here's her ass. Yeah. And, yeah, so you can see why people immediately I were... I mean, they're all stripper poses. Yeah, they are. Um, Netflix actually came out and apologized for this. So for all the people okay. that were like, oh, you're making a big deal over the stupid poster, Netflix came out and apologized and said this was in bad taste and it doesn't represent okay. the director and the writers. Um, like, what... what this doesn't represent what the movie actually is, when in reality... <laughs> it absolutely <kinda> does. does. <laughs> so, um, I googled Cuties, the movie, okay. when I started looking stuff up. And the top-voted hashtags connected to the movie are as follows. And you'll see how, how people aren't really taking this very well. So, the top-voted hashtags are disturbing, gross, unsettling, creepy, cringeworthy, terrifying... Shocking, awkward, and graphic. Nothing right. there is like, oh, this is a powerful. It's right. powerful yeah. or yeah. coming it's of really age. Spoke to me. No, no, it's all like everyone yeah. that's like tagged in and something is like, oh, this is gross. This yeah. is creepy. This is uh, disturbing or cringeworthy, yeah. terrifying, and it is. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. Like I haven't seen it. Like I said, my wife watched it. Right. And I haven't even read through the entire. Um, um, plot line or anything like yeah. that but what i do know is it does show scenes of girls in provocative positions and it's and it's not just like this right. it's like close-up shots of like their asses a lot really and like and like really skimpy shorts yeah. and close-up shots of their chest area or the close-up right. shots of them like spreading their legs and stuff it's stuff i i don't want to have this conversation but right. i'm just telling yeah, you no, I, I, know, I know i know and there's scenes where they're doing dance moves and the girls are basically humping the floor right. and twerking. And so it basically is this girl wants to get accepted into this like dance click. Okay. And she ends up like going and watching these dance videos, which is like these really like adult, like twerking type videos. Right. And she kind of gets into that and she starts like in the video, she starts like mimicking the moves and doing the moves on other people and, or with other people. And so it's just, it's not something you, right. Yeah, want to see an eleven-year-old doing right? Like, no, I I don't want to see this. I have no. There, yeah. there's no reason to go see this. Right. There's no education well, behind and, this. And to let you know, the um, it's the critics that are really pushing this. Mm -hmm. 
if you look at the Rotten Tomato score, the the viewership is like three percent, like approval, mm-hmm. and then the the critics, it's like eighty three percent, right? And so, it's well, IMDb the movie database, internet movie database site, mm-hmm. they always have like their reviews and they have their parental reviews where they show like the level of sex in a show, the mm-hmm. level of violence, the level of swearing and stuff like that. The original IMDb review from this was as follows. During one of the ma- uh, many highly sexualized and erotic dance scenes that purposefully exploits and objectifies numerous scantily clad underage girls, one of the female child dancers lifts up her crop top to fully display her bare breast. This is lawfully defined as pedophilia and can be extremely distressing to many viewers. This was on IMDb's right. review site. Okay. This isn't, I don't think IMDb's reviews is just like one person reviewing it. Like, right, yeah. like how they have like the viewer reviews, right, like yeah. user reviews. This yeah. is like their website's review. Right, yeah. From what I've heard, from what Mandy said, that scene is not in the movie. So okay. I'm wondering since... Maybe they cut it for the American release? That or after like the film fest, they cut it after the right. film fest or something because something like this came out and people like were right. outraged. Freaked out and yeah. Well, for IMDb to say... This is lawfully defined as pedophilia and can right. be extremely distressing. That's that's a big stain on your movie huge, to have right. that stamp from yeah. a major movie site. Right, yeah. So since then, IMDb has downgraded, pulled that review and downgraded. It says, so here's this article here. It says, um, IMDb parental warning is downgraded following Netflix release, and it's not hard to see why they downgraded. They downgraded it to mild okay. from like graphic That's, or something. That sounds ridiculous. Yes. The controversial film, Cuties, has released on Netflix, and despite criticism, IMDb has downgraded its parental warning about the film. If you've been on any social media sites in the past few weeks, you'll know about the controversy surrounding the new film, Cuties. The film has received an unprecedented unprecedented freaking that word keeps coming up it's the word of the day apparently of the year uh rea- unprecedented reaction for the way it portrays its main characters who are a group of 11 year old schoolgirls. criticism of the film erupted when netflix clearly dropped the ball and released a poster the poster i showed you for the film which featured its main cast in provocative poses and some social media users have taken that poster and a few select clips from the film and have run away with criticism of cuties without ever actually seeing the film itself. So you see 11-year-olds dressed skanky, and you have a few bad clips to run away with. That's enough for me to not want to see a film when it involves children, like like I said. Yeah, right. The site IMDb offers a parent's guide for movies, and after initially... Having a severe parental warning, what I just read you, the rating has actually been downgraded for cuties to mild. Now that more people have seen and rated the film, it's not hard to see why. Yeah. After initially releasing at the 2020 Sundance Film Fest to award-winning acclaim, of course, cuties made its way onto Netflix on September 9th. The film tells the story of 11-year-old Amy, a girl originally from Senegal, who is now living in one of Paris's poorest neighborhoods with her single mother and two brothers. It's a coming-of-age story in the sense that Amy wants to rebel against her protective and conservative mother and falls into a mean girl-esque clique at school. 
the titular <laughs> I don't think you should use that that no, word. That's probably a Megna <laughs> Meganese whose lives are highly influenced by what they see online on picture perfect social media sites like Instagram. The Mignonese are hoping to enter a dance competition. That must be the name of the dance group. Right. I um, think that's the French inspiration. Uh, French translation of cuties, I think. Oh, okay. We'll just say the cuties are hoping to enter a dance competition, but for inspiration, they look to music videos that feature scantily clad women who dance in an erotic manner and look to copy the moves themselves. Prior to the release, cuties had a parental warning of severe in regards to the content. However, now that the film has been released and more people have rated Cuties on IMDb, its rating has been downgraded to just mild as content in the film has been judged to be less severe than social media reactions have claimed. Here's the full review. So it says sex and nudity. This is what's on it now under okay. the sex and nudity part. Little girl watches a female rap music video where scantily clad women role play through dance. A pair of tight leather pants on an 11-year-old are forcefully pulled down in the midst of a scuffle with another girl. The camera glances at her exposed underwear or focuses in on her, her ass. It doesn't glance. It focuses right. in. 11-year-old girl dance, girls dance suggestively in front of a live adult audience. The girls repeatedly move their bums while standing and lying down. They're twerking and right. humping the floor. Right. They're not just moving their bums while standing right. and lying down. They slap themselves on their bums from the back and from the front. What? Slap on their bums from the back and on the front. Yeah, that's... Okay, yeah. we have... Okay, even as mild as you're putting it there, you're really downgrading and downplaying... Downplaying a lot. Twerk. How do you... down? Like, you're downplaying twerking. Everybody yeah. now like, Oh, knows they're whimsically twerking. moving their hips back and forth. <laughs> you know, it's like, come as on. As their bums shake repeatedly. Yeah. And like a bowl full of jelly. It sounds it's, to me like they're slapping their asses and grabbing themselves. Exactly. And twerking. And twerking. And, yeah. And is focusing on their exposed underwear. Not. Yeah. Right. He catches a glance. Glances. At her underwear. Yeah, right. Somebody got to IMDb and said, take the shit down now. Yeah. And change the shit. Yeah. It doesn't mention the fact that in the movie, um, the girls are watching a video. And I think they're what the, the videos that they're watching the girl, the woman on it is topless, so they're watching like nude videos, and it right. shows the nude videos of eleven-year-old girls watching. Whatever, yeah. sure. Um, on top of that, an eleven-year-old girl picks up a condom, and it's like, oh, a balloon, and like blows in it, and there's a condom with eleven-year-olds, and there's um, references to like them talking about AIDS and stuff like that. So none of that's mentioned in here, right. even though that's all. At least sexual in nature. That yeah. should at least be included in this Absolutely. sexual review. So, downplaying or normalizing or what have right. you. Just the, yeah. the downplay of it is a step in the direction oh, of absolutely. normalizing. Well, and whenever you see a movie like this, right, where it's like people don't want to have anything to do with, but the critics really push it, you know mm -hmm. it's pushing an agenda. You know, right. I mean, the ultimate test will be, will this movie be nominated for an Oscar come... Um, come Oscar season, right, right, right. Best, best foreign film, whatever you know, and because then it's like that is the agenda put into place, mm -hmm. right? Well, there's so much because there's so much backlash on social media in the last month or so mm -hmm. about the show, especially this week now that the show has come out. There's so much backlash just in the last couple of days against the people that are talking out against it. Yeah. So theverge.com, right. they're villainizing people. Yeah. Now. 
So here's TheVerge.com's uh, response to this. It says, why cancel Netflix is trending. The sub subtitle of this is, how the streamer's bad marketing poster, just that poster, nothing to do with anything right, else. Yeah, just the how poster. the streamer's bad marketing poster mutated into a QAnon conspiracy theory and harassment campaign. <laughs> Again, they're using that QAnon right, thing yeah. to link to... Anytime anybody is against something, oh, they're, they're no, well, QAnon is the new Koch brothers. Yeah, right. Do you remember right. the Koch brothers? Yeah, they yeah, were yeah. the the, the bad conservative guy. bad guys, yep. always setting up and stuff like that. QAnon has become that now. Right. So it says, <clears throat> let me show the screen. Groups of conservative provocateurs, uh, QAnon supporters, and other groups on social media. You don't mention any of the other groups on right. social well, media. Well, Tulsi like, Gabbard came out and said that. Netflix should be um, slammed for this. So did, and uh, she was the former, you know, Democratic presidential. Ted Cruz did too. He yeah. came out and said that they should be because he read the review involving like the the bare breast scene, right, yeah. the topless scene. That's supposed that's no longer in it. Apparently, I right. do think like people don't make that shit up. So oh, I, yeah. I think I, I it had to have been right. pulled from it. Uh, it was either pulled to be here in America, or they just pulled it. They for, wiped it. Yeah. And there's no, I bet you you'll find no evidence of it. It was freaking uh, Mandela affected. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's well, gone. But, I mean, I guarantee you it played at Sundance. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. And that's where the IMD original review came from was I mean, Sundance. That, that just doesn't come out of somebody's no. ass, especially right. an IMDb review. Right. Yeah. It's not a Wikipedia page that anybody can update it. Yeah. So it says, groups of conservative provocateurs, QAnon supporters, and others on social media have jumped on the release of the French coming-of-age film Cuties and trending cancel Netflix hashtag to associate the company with pedophilia. This isn't the first time that people have tried to cancel Netflix. Republicans tried it in 2018 following Netflix's confirmation that it had signed a multi-layer deal with Barack and Michelle Obama. Did they Did they really? They weren't no. calling for it like this. Nobody cared. They were probably just like, I ain't going to fucking watch that shit. Yeah, exactly. Earlier this year, people threatened to cancel Netflix over 365 days, a movie that petitioners argued glorified sexual violence against women. I've never even heard of that movie. Uh, Mandy's talked about that one, too. Oh, okay. She's heard of it. I haven't seen it either. But, yeah, there uh, supposedly all these right-wing people are talking about this movie that argues it glorifies sexual violence against women. Yet, we're in the hashtag MeToo Me movement era where... Right, I, but but they're the left side, I guess you could say, is saying, well, they're stupid for saying that this is this, but the same side is calling for Absolutely. like all this hashtag Me Too stuff, whether right. it's good or bad. Yeah, right. So it says, and at the same time, people are calling for others to cancel Netflix over cuties. There's also a petition from friend fans of shows like Jessica Jones, The OA, and Anne with an E hosting a cancel Netflix campaign to try to bring attention to their favorite series that have been canceled. Why? So why they're are trying you to downplay it. Why are you they're including trying this? To say, yes. it, this is this is petty. They're yes. just doing it because they want their show brought back, and they, yep. and that's all. So it says, while some of those cancel campaigns are pretty direct, like we just said, the cutie situation gets very complicated very quickly. It moves from people being upset about the way young girls were positioned on a poster or the entire fucking movie right. uh, in a marketing campaign to QAnon supporters using this as proof that their dangerous consp conspiracy theories are real. Hello. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. Let's back up. What is cuties? So it goes on to say that it all the stuff that we said, how it um, we, we talked about kind of the overview of the movie. It gives the same overview. 
Cuties uses uncomfortable images to provoke a serious conversation about the sexualization of girls, especially regarding girls of color. The policing of a girl's sexuality, double standards, the effect of social media on kids, and how children learn these behaviors. Again, it is fine if you want to bring right. that to attention. Right, but don't. But sexualizing girls to bring attention to sexualization of girls <laughs> is wrong. Is is not the yeah. right direction to do right. this. Yeah, it is horrible. Like it's horrifying. Yeah. And Manny's response to this when she was watching it is just like, adults are filming these kids doing this. You are allowing your kids to do all this yeah. stuff what while parent adults would let their kid are filming be part of that. Adults are, and these girls are getting paid to do this. Yeah. While I do, and you think all the the cameramen, uh, there, there's not one person that's a creepo. Oh yeah. One uh, cameraman out there that's not a creeper. Well, there's not one person watching Netflix that's not a creeper. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, that's the other thing. It's yeah. just like, and that's enough of this article. You you kind of get where they're going with this. How right. they're they're saying it's all conspiracy theories. Right, right, yeah. They're all just People trying are, to say that. Um, Hollywood is full of pedos, and this is just proof of that, and it's just yeah. QAnon conspiracy theory. Right. No, it, it's it. I'm just saying what it is. Yeah. I'm not saying that pedos made it. Yeah. Whether or not they did, right. I am saying this is gross. Right. And it's going to appeal to a demographic right. that has a problem. Yes. And you don't. Yeah. And you think every person that's watching it is just like, oh, this is a great coming of age. Right. Yeah. Somebody yeah. posted like, maybe, maybe they're not. Like pushing this for pedos, but what they should do is, um, kind of uh, monitor the amount of people that watch the show like six or seven times, and they're watching it like yeah. fifteen to twenty minutes at a time, right, not yeah. watching through right. the whole. That's disgusting, fucking yeah. disgusting to yeah. think about. And, think. and even if you have somebody who may be struggling with it, right, mm -hmm. and say like, um, you know, they talk to somebody about it, they try to keep themselves away from that stuff, right. And then they're going through Netflix and all of a sudden this show pops up. Right. Right? I mean, that's like offering a drink to an alcoholic. Yeah. Right? right. Like, here's a bottle of tequila. Don't touch it. Yep. Right? Uh, oh, oh, but th this is for educational purposes right, only. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just want to show you this guy drinking all. This is to just uh, show the study of alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, come on. Right. Yeah, it makes no sense. But, again, staying on the topic of Netflix for a few seconds. I had noticed this show pop up and talking about again the the coming of age type series that don't aren't necessary I don't think. I think it was a year or, or it's been a couple of years now. I watch a lot of like the adult cartoon stuff like mm -hmm. Family Guy, like um, F is for Family and right. stuff like that. Well, this one had popped up and it's a Netflix original. It's called Big Mouth. I don't know if you've heard about I've I mean, heard about it. I haven't watched it. This is a similar but comical coming of age type story it's all okay. teenagers and I, I well i started watching i didn't read what it was i was just like oh let's see what this is it, yeah i mean it popped up as a suggestion after watching like one of these other shows right. that like i watch bojack horseman or something yes exactly Pro i think it was after bojack horse actually because yeah, well, that's one of my favorite shows i know it is <laughs> um so this article talks about it and it's a, it's titled big mouth the issue of child sexualization. So this came out in 2018, long before Cuties was even an idea, really, okay. as far as in America. So um, this is in the Carolyn, the Carolyn Re Regina, CarolynRegina.com or something. I don't, I don't know. Just look it up. So it says Netflix comedy and the normalization of child sexualization. 
And so this puts into words what I couldn't really put into words why I was uncomfortable watching this okay. show. Because I watched like two or three episodes and like, yeah. I, I, I don't like feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it says, in order to begin this article, I must first impress upon all readers that I, I hold a very strong, strangely radical belief. Children are not sexy. I know as baffling as this statement might be, I stand by my convictions. Um, the sexualization of children is repulsive, not cute, which is why I thought to write an article about Big Mouth altogether. Big Mouth, a Netflix original, is a show that follows the pubescent lives of Nick Birch, Andrew Glauberman, and their peers as they navigate uh, the often tumultuous journey of puberty. The show makes use of monstrous sidekicks, so um, hormones are viewed, like, portrayed oh, okay. as these big, weird monster things. Gotcha. And so when this horm this monster comes around, the kid's, like, obviously a raging, horny kid. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, General Maurice, Connie, Rick, and are all hormone monsters to help guide their ill-fated protagonists through acne, stretch marks, and sex. Netflix spared no grotesquerie with 12-year-old boners and explicit fantasies portrayed liberally, crudely, and with naivety, uh, only those seeking wealth employ. With all of this being said, I return to my radical conclusion. Children are not sexy. When I first heard word that Netflix was finally throwing together an animated show geared towards adults, I admit that I was simultaneously hesitant and wary. While Netflix can produce gems like Keepers and Stranger Things, it also produces garbage like Iron Fist, Haters Back Off, and blah, 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 blah. Let's dive right into the heart of the issue here. While, yes, all of us do unfortunately suffer the horrors of puberty, one's pubescent desires and physical changes are not meant for adult comedy. That's what I'm saying about right. cuties. It is not meant for adult entertainment. Right. Yeah. It is not meant for... Adult view, like, I, right. I, I don't understand it. Like, yeah. this is a drama and a... Didn't it say, like, drama and comedy, comedy or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it said drama to comedy. Again, not meant for adults, comic right. pleasure. Or drama. Or any pleasure. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um Says, the, the sexual organize... Or sexual organs, growth, and development of children is an issue that is not only very private, but one that should not, under any circumstance, be sexualized by adults, mm -hmm. then to be consumed by all ages. In an ad for the program, the very first of its kind, Nick sits in his bed with an erection, distraught by his situation. Again, I don't like reading this. I don't like talking about it, looking it up. But here it is. Right. This is why. This is what's going on around us. Sits in his bed... Um, distraught by his situation and life's foibles. I remember watching this ad in passing, stopping what I was doing, and re-watching just to be certain my tired eyes, tired eyes had not deceived me. I was looking, much to my confusion and repulsion, at the animation outlined of a 13-year-old's penis. Someone had sat down and drawn the rough silhouette of a child's genitals, and I was then forced to look at the silhouette simply by opening Netflix. I remember this. Like, you know how they get yeah. the ads up at the top of it? Right. This is one of those ads that, like, your kids could be scrolling through if they're on My regular account. Netflix on right. your account, and this would just start playing mm -hmm. without them wanting to click on it. So your right. kids are going to see this. Right. And your kids are going to see a cartoon and be like, ooh, a cartoon, and right. start watching it. It's not like 
they're going to see something and be like, oh, well, let's get off this. They're going to start yeah. be like, oh, I wonder what this is. For, fortunately, my, my kids don't go to my Facebook account because they don't even like the cartoons I watch. <laughs> Your Netflix account? They, yeah. they hate Japanese anime and, um, you know, they don't have Transformers on anymore. So. <laughs> well, that's sad. <laughs> this guy goes on to say, I'm 21 years old. I'm not one for extreme censorship, nor do I believe the realities of the world should be watered down in fiction. But I do believe all approaches to such things must be done with a touch of finesse. I firmly believe that children do, in fact, need media representation involving puberty and sexual growth. I also firmly believe that this representation should never be done for comical or sexual purposes. He's saying there should be representation um, right. that that teenagers or prepubescent should have repu representation. But when these shows are TVMA, which are geared towards right. 18 Adults. and up... Exactly. That's not kids getting their representation and seeing right. shows and that kind of educate them and what they're going through right. or make them feel yeah. comfortable with it's what they're going through. It's geared towards adults for their viewing pleasure. Uh-huh. It's 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 funny or it's right. It's uh, they're saying sexy or what right. what have you and like he said kids are not made to be sexy. They right. they shouldn't be in Portrayed this era where they're sexy. Right. But this is what's going on in the world. You Absolutely. have this this kid that you were reading up on this um, the the dancer boy. Oh yeah, you yeah, had yeah. something about that. Yeah, Desmond. And, and this was this was probably a year or so ago yeah. that this happened. So this is um, let's see. So this little boy Desmond, who his uh, mother dresses up in drag, and his uh, mother takes him, dresses in drag too, or he no, dresses him in drag. Dresses him oh, in drag, okay. and he's eleven years old. She takes him out to these LGBT uh, pride parades and stuff. Uh, it says and they say that he's advocating people to be themselves okay okay um i'm okay with that concept <laughs> right okay so but yahoo comes out this is a quote it says but despite the advocacy work that he's done with young people in the queer community and the new numerous performances he's given that have been praised desmond and his family have frequently come under attack by people who question his parents intentions in giving their son now 11 such a public platform um, it says uh, Desmond's mom and the backlash has blat is Desmond's mom says the backlash is blatant homophobia and a display of grossly outdated beliefs that gay men are pedophiles. The truth is my son is a professional drag performer, not a stripper. No one forces him to perform. Performing is what he loves to do and has always loved to do. He is, was a ballet dancer for four years and is currently earning an A plus grade in drama. Uh, it says he is extremely talented in his celebrity and character impersonations. His cost costumes are less revealing than a dancer's or cheerleader's uniform and are always age appropriate. While he dances, he does not move in a sexual manner. He often collects tips at drag queens as drag queens sometimes do, which we allow him to keep and he uses to buy clothing and toys he wants. So, and the video that they showed of this, yeah, this 11-year-old boy dresses in drag. He wears up makeup and, and jewelry and, you know, is made to look much older than what he actually is. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, he'll dance in parades and he'll go and he'll go to these gay bars and he'll dance on stage mm -hmm. on these, like, you know, these drag shows and and men throw money at him, right? right. I, right. I don't know how he dances. I, I haven't watched Well, she watched. says it's not provocative. She right. says it's not sexual and he dresses... But more modest than right. like a cheerleader and then i because i watched that video that you sent yeah. me that that goes through all that stuff yeah. and the guy on there he he's 
really right wing guy, right. and he's like, the fact is that the guy is the kid, eleven year old, is dressing in drag and dancing for gay men for money. Right. That's not the fact. That's right. a, I don't care if he dresses in drag. I don't care if it's gay men. Right. The fact is, a kid, an eleven year old kid, right, is dancing, dancing in, front in front of adults for money. Right. It doesn't matter if in it's a, a female right. dressed as a female, a man dressed as a female, a man male dressed as a male. Right. Gay, straight. Gay, straight. It doesn't bi, matter. It doesn't it's matter. A child dancing for money. Yeah. For tips. Yeah. And again, it comes back to that percentage. How many of the what's the percentage of people that are getting their jollies right. at this gay bar, yep. or at any bar, watching yeah. a little kid dance, yeah. getting their jollies off? If it's three percent, if it's yeah. if it's one percent, right. you got a hundred guys there. There's one guy there that is right. getting his sexual jollies watching yeah. this kid dance. Right. And again, you have somebody who has a problem that's sitting there. It's something they're struggling with, and then they have that in front of them. Yeah, you're perpetuating the problem, mm-hmm. right? Again, and it sounds like they're downplaying again. All right, and, and again, you're you're normalizing it, right? You're saying it's okay to a point, but you, or you're saying they're saying, oh well, these guys, you know, they don't touch; they're just looking. Well, yeah. that's, that's most strip that's clubs. That's a problem. Though. That's most strip clubs well, have a no touch policy. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. But it, it it's a problem, mm-hmm. right? I mean, why would you normalize something like that? Yeah, and and they're just like. Inching towards it. Well, it's not this, but it's that. It's not. Right. It's not this. Don't worry. It's not this. They're they're not having sex with the kid. It gets to the point where yes, he's taking his clothes off, but it's not in a sexual manner. Right. He might be naked, but it's all for art. I, that's not what's going on here. But that's absolutely like it's just one step at a time. Absolutely. Yeah, point, again, it's that that slow slope, you know, yeah. slippery slope. And so. for her to say, oh, this is just them being homophobic. It has nothing to do for yeah. me with homophobia. It has nothing right. to do again. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Being a gay bar. Well, and so. This is from a, a New York Times article, okay, that came out in 2014. And it says pedophilia is a disorder, not a crime. Okay. It says pedophilia is a status and not an act. In fact, research shows about half of all child molesters are not sexually attracted to their victims. A second misconception is that pedophilia is a choice. Recent research, while often limited to sex offenders because of the stigma of pedophilia, Suggests that the disorder may have neurological order origins. Pedophilia could result from a failure in the brain to identify which environment stimuli should provoke a sexual response. Then it goes, the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990 and Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 prohibit discrimination against otherwise qualified individuals with mental disabilities in areas such as employment, education, medical care congress however explicitly excluded pedophilia from protection under these two crucial laws um so they're saying that they should reverse diagnosed um minor attracted persons which is the new the what they're calling it to downgrade it from pedophilia yeah they shouldn't be discriminated against in employment at all so they should be allowed to work in schools work in uh daycares. daycares right says pedophiles believe that they should be a part of the LGBT community. Uh, pedophiles are rebranding themselves as minor attracted persons in an effort to gain acceptance and be included into the LGBT community. According to several reports from LGBT news sites, according to the Urban Dictionary, the blanket term minor attracted person includes infantile, in, infantophiles, pedophiles. Infantophiles would be like with infants. infants. Yes. Attracted infants. Pe- yes. I, I read this, but like pedophiles is like up to like age like eleven. Right. Or yeah. Something pedophiles like that. is prepubescent. Um, hebophiles is 
pubescent. Yeah. And amphibophiles is post-pubescent children. So still teenagers, like right. minors exactly. that are probably 15 to 17 or something like that. Yes. So so uh, let's 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 not like let's let's go into semantics here. It's not a pedophile. He's a he hebophile or whatever. Right, right, right. No, it's all yeah. the same thing. Exactly. It's um, being attracted to children. Exactly. So it says these uh MAPs also refer to themselves as no MAPs or non-offending minor attracted persons. These pedophiles um, have seek, sought to um, have floats included, included in the LGBT plus community, even going so far as to make a pride flag for the gray, Gay Pride Month. Interesting. Yes. So they're they're not acting on it, but we should have pride that right. they are this thing. Right. And be represented in a parade. That makes... Makes no sense to me. And we're not going to act on it. Right. We're not offending. We're not offending. Minor attracted persons. We we're, we'll agree that it's a mental disorder. But which we, I can say it's a mental disorder. Yeah, it That's is a mental I, disorder. I, I have no problem it, saying I, it. It's. I guess I have to believe that it is. Yeah. Hopefully, people aren't just like, you know, I'm just such a shitty human that I want right. to have sex with kids. Right. I'm assuming it's a mental disorder of some sort. Yeah. But then saying. I, I'm sure it's not all of them, but that some of them advocating for, hey, let's let's put a float in a pride parade for this. Right. Let's be proud of what we are. Exactly. Right. Even though we're not acting on it, but right. we're proud. We're proud of what we it are. It makes no sense exactly. at all. Exactly. Exactly. I have this video. Um, it's on. It's a TED Talks video, and they've had several um, people come out and try talking about the same thing. How yeah. we're trying to push it as more of a a disorder rather than um, like a crime and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and people should be able to talk about it and people should be able to to um, share their, their their problems and things, which which is fine because she's like, well, all these people are just hiding in like the dark corners of the dark web and stuff like like and looking at child porn or acting on stuff because they don't have somebody to talk to, which is fine. But some of the things she said, are really disturbing to me, okay. and I have a couple um, timestamps here. I'm going to play. So this is her name is Madeline Vanderbruggen, and she's on TED Talks. Okay. So let me pull this screen up. All right. Life, and what if this love that you really wish for will forever be impossible? That must be a really lonely situation to be in. It's like telling me, we know that you love your boyfriend and we don't minimize this love. However, you cannot act out on it ever. And on top of that, you won't be able to talk about it with anyone. So she, her point she's making is that um, they, she's trying to make the point that you can't talk about this thing that is like a naturally occurring thing for you. But the way she's portraying it as... This is a hopeless situation for you because you love somebody so much, right. but you can't act on it. Yeah, and you're blah, star-crossed blah, blah. lovers. You're right. meant to be, but you can't because they're 12 years older, younger than you. Right. It's like, what the hell? So you're, you're starting to see where what she's saying is a little more problematic than just saying it's mental disorder. Absolutely. And we should talk about it. So this is uh, the title of this, if you can see, is Let's Be Mature About Pedophilia. <laughs> so here's another one. Something that we simply cannot change. And on top of that, every day, new people are born with the same difficulty. 
So it's not practical to eliminate these people from society. They haven't done anything wrong. So rather than letting our emotions rule, please let's be mature about this problem. Let's think about clever solutions. Because most, more importantly, this pretended solution doesn't take into account the variation between offenders and offenses. What we think about when we hear about sex offenders is what we see portrayed in the media. And the media usually reports about the most extreme cases, the real violent offenders, those people that are portrayed as monsters and less than human. You may have heard about the case of Joseph Fritzl in Austria. He locked up his daughter in a cell. So she's saying not all offenders are like the offenders that are portrayed. So she's not just saying disorder and non-offending now. She's saying not all offenders right. are the monsters portrayed in media. They're not all these people that lock up their kid and like rape her for right. 12 years or what have you. Um, so it's basically downplaying minor offenders. Like there's now minor offenders. Right, like, yeah. like this shouldn't be as bad as that. Right. An offender is an offender when Absolutely. it comes to rape, when it comes to um, sexual abuse, when it comes even when you're not involving kids. An Absolutely. offender is an offender. Absolutely. No means no. Like they're, right. they're pushing in every other aspect yeah. as far as like the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. Now, like um, giving somebody a, a compliment can be portrayed as oh, yeah. sexual harassment. Absolutely. But yeah. but not all pedophiles are the same. So, right. you know. Right. Um, let me move on. There's two more. And I'll post this video in the show notes. I, I get that we're only hitting on the worst parts of it because that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But again, you have to filter through a bunch of bullshit to get to like her main points is the right. way I see it. I don't see it as, yeah, we're taking this out of context. It's right. You're saying a lot of stuff about this being a mental disorder, and you're throwing a little bit of bullshit here, mm -hmm. and we have to pick this out and say, wait, wait, what What did you just say? Right, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. I, and that goes back to what they were saying about um, the Cutie Show, or mm -hmm. movie, is that, well, they took this movie poster that was a little out of taste, and they took a couple scenes right. that were, yeah, probably bad, right. yeah. and they're saying the whole movie's bad. Yeah, if you if you... Put a little bit of shit in a chocolate chip cookie. That whole <laughs> cookie is yeah. full of shit. Right, exactly. And so we're pulling out the shit out of this, this talk here. <laughs> Someone from their neighborhood, their family, or their sports club. It's not always strange. It, it's and now people I hear you're you close think, to and people you yeah, love. Yeah, but you know what? Whoever the offender, and whatever seriousness the crime, they should still all be punished for it. Yeah. Yes. But what if this time the offender is your neighbor? I would say yeah, punish him. Still punish him. I would still fucking kill I, him. I was going to say, you'd be lucky if the police got to him. <laughs> right. I don't your care who it is. Mate? Your roommate. What if this time the offender is your husband or son? I'd still put a bullet in him. Yeah. You're, you're, I mean, punish him. Yes. Yeah. I don't care if it's somebody I don't that care I care deeply about. Yeah. If you, like, molest my, my kid. Yeah. We're going to have issues. Yeah. What if this time the police shows up at your doorstep? I hear you think now, well, yeah, but I know my family. I know my friends, and it wouldn't happen. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't, it doesn't freaking matter at all. Do you really ever know anybody? You're not, yeah, you're not 
um, making a case here by saying, what if the police show up and say it's your husband that did it, to, yeah. even to another kid? Right, yeah, right, right. If I was a woman and my I husband, out. I found out my husband molested somebody, some stranger's kid. Oh, yeah. He's dead to take, me. Yeah, take him away. Yeah, to lock him up for life. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I didn't know that guy. Yeah. I, I don't know who this person is, apparently. And she's like, well, you don't know who that is. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I don't know him. Yeah. And take him away. Yeah. He's not who I thought he was. All right, this is the last one. He's committed a lot of offenses and doesn't ever intend to stop. We should punish them. Uh, hang on, hang on. Let me back up. Enforcement is a great solution. Repression is a great solution. But it isn't always the right one. Of course, when someone has committed a lot of offenses and doesn't ever intend to stop, we should punish them. But the criminal justice system is always meant to have been a last resort, and we should keep it that way. Okay. Of course, if they've done this a bunch of times and they don't ever intend to stop, yes, let's punish them. But this was always meant to be the last resort. So right. if they've only done it once or twice, yeah. Just let's not punish to them. To. This isn't yeah. a non a, like a non victim like a victimless crime like right. drugs. Yeah, exactly. It's not like a heroin guy, a guy who shoots up on heroin and gets arrested. Yeah. Well, shouldn't we put him in treatment instead right. because he's only hurting himself? Exactly. He's not only hurting himself; he's hurting fucking kids. I was gonna say that kid's life is fucking messed up now from They're one time. Go, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And it doesn't even take like rape. Just like oh yeah. Like touching, touching, or grabbing, grooming, and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It messed up for her life, yep. potentially. Yeah, need years of psych psychiatric right. therapy and PTSD for the rest of their life. Right. Yeah. But no, um, if if it's a, if this is supposed to be a last resort, punishment's supposed to be a last right. resort. No, no, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Why? Why should they get off when that kid does not? Right. You know, that's just that, that's just short short sighted. Yeah. And like like I said, yes, I can come to terms with what she's saying about how it's a mental disorder and right. how it's something that they should be have somebody to maybe Absolutely. open up to. Seek a counseling. psychiatrist. Right. That's what they're for. Go talk to somebody if you have an issue. Absolutely. But the the rest of this, all this shit filtered in here, mm -hmm. is this normalization thing yep. that I'm talking about. Yeah. The pr a problem with that, though, like w decriminalizing and and you know just making it a, a like a mental thing, though, is I mean look at like the normalization of and, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm saying like homosexuality started out as a mental disorder, mm -hmm. right? And then it was taken off of out of the the mental disorder book. Mm -hmm. Same thing with, with transsexualism, right? It was considered a mental issue. It was called. A, you know, body dysmorphia, kind of like anorexia. Yeah. They looked at themselves and saw themselves as a different sex. And now it's completely normal. And now it's completely normal. So now you have pedophilia and people are like, oh, well, it could, it should just be taken off of the, the mental disorder book so that people can get jobs yeah, and stuff, right. you know, they, because they're not protected. Yeah. So again, you're looking at that slippery slope, yeah. you know? And it's, it went so quick for, oh, especially yeah. like that, because- the gay rights movement lasted for a while before it ended up becoming like, oh, this is a, like gay marriage is the thing now in the country. This mm -hmm. is completely normal now, whether you agree with it or not. It went it kind of was a longer process. Right. But then the transsexual movement from the the gay rights movement went like that. It went from like, oh, this is a thing to, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, uh, kids, you shouldn't decide your kid's gender at birth. You right. shouldn't you shouldn't gen misgender your kid right, at yeah. birth and you right. should let them decide what they want to yeah. be yeah that's how fast it went in a mm -hmm. matter of years oh yeah 
And then, so that's now to this completely normal stage in some people's mind. Oh, yeah. So then we're pushing this whole pedophilia thing, and people are like, oh, it'll never get there. Uh, yeah. And, and you get these celebrities who are like, well, I'm not really going to, I don't really want to put them in a box with their gender. You know, right. I, I want them to be able to, to feel like they are what they are, you know, and, right. and it's like, but they're, but they're, so they're dressing their seven and eight year olds up in dresses. Yeah. You know, these boys, right. you know, and stuff. And, and here again, you have, the film industry pushing, you know, this by making cuties or you know, or big mouth or big whatever mouth or, else, yep. you know, and and, you know, you have these. I don't know what she is, if she's a psychiatrist or just a sociologist uh-huh. um, that is that's, you know, going along with it. And, right. and that's that's how agendas get pushed. Well, then you like we said, uh, celebrities dressing their kids mm-hmm. as females. Well, now we have this mom pushing her her kid to get up and dance for money on a mm-hmm. stage at a bar where yeah. a kid's not even supposed to be in a bar. Well, and and that lady and her kid, they were highlighted on Good Morning America. <laughs> of course. So, right? now, Michael Strahan and whoever the co-host is, yep. they had that kid on to talk about how he helps people accept themselves. Right. Right? right. So it's it, it i mean it's going it's going to go fast oh absolutely it is i mean you can call it a qanon conspiracy what have you it's going to go fast mm-hmm. so we have this advocacy group called before you act b the letter b number 4 you act um it's a lobbying group for um changes in the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders which i was talking about um says um the group says its mission is to help pedophiles before they create a crisis and to do so by offering a less critical view of the disorder. Um, so they had a symposium of like 35 people. I don't know how you could call that a symposium, but this was in 2018, and this is what they're, they are talking about um, on this article. It says, stigmatizing and stereotyping minor attracted people um, inflames the fears of minor attracted people, mental health professionals, and the public without contributing to an understanding of minor attracted people of the issue or the issue of child sexual abuse. That's the organization's website that says this. Yeah. It says, Before You Act said that 38 in- individuals attended a symposium in Baltimore last week, including researchers from Harvard, Johns Hopkins, and the universities of Illinois and Louisville. According to the group, which said... To not endorse every point of view expressed by the speakers, um, the speakers in attendance concluded that minor attracted individuals are largely misunderstood and should not be criminalized, even as their actions should be discouraged. So they shouldn't be criminalized, but it should they should discourage their actions. Since when does discouraging action stop people from doing it? Right. Speakers also argued that people who are sexually attracted to children should have input into the decision about how pedophilia is defined in the DSM, which they said is supposed to be a guide to promote mental health versus social control. So they're saying pedophiles should have input on what's decided about pedophiles or defined about pedophiles. So um, this professor of law at Liberty School of Law Um, disagrees she's a critic of this group and says they're very clear about it their goal is to take all the shame out of the lust for children and that's kind of where i see how this all spiraled out of control is when we lost the ability to feel shame like Mm -hmm. where shame has become a completely bad thing like we shouldn't feel shame about anything right 
I do agree that you shouldn't shame people for like difference right. of opinions. You shouldn't right. shame people for wearing masks or not right. wearing masks. Right. Um, there is a level of shame that creates mental disorders on their own. Right. But shame itself is not necessarily a bad thing. It's what makes keeps people from doing bad right. things. From crossing the line. Doing by, things by, they know is wrong. By a minor attracted person feeling shame about this disorder, that might keep him from acting on it. But when exactly. you make it, oh, oh that's okay. That's just, that's normal for yeah, you. Right. I'm sorry that you're feeling yeah. this way. Just don't do it. But it's okay. It's Don't feel bad about it. Right. Just don't do it. Yeah. Well, now I'm not feeling bad about it. Oh, oh, other people are. That's yeah. fine. Oh, this is fine. I'm not going to act on it. Oh, this is fine. Maybe I'll do a little bit of this. Mm -hmm. Maybe. It's like it started in the 60s. And this author, um, I haven't read this book. But there's an author of a book called For Shame, The Loss of Common Decency in American Culture. And it sounds interesting. I kind of want to read it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm not promoting this book because I just read the kind of overview of the book. Right. But, but it says, just a generation ago, outrageous Americans like uh, Joey Buttafucho and O.J. Simpson would have been scorned. Talk show host would, um, would have been viewed with suspicion. Self-help books, recovery method, and great inflation didn't exist. Today, celebrity is its own reward, and every American has the right to an A and high self-esteem. Much to the joy of Madison Avenue ad agencies and the tabloid press, there is no stigma attached to bad behavior, as long as the perpetrator truly repents, of course. As all Americans have asked themselves at one point or another, what's wrong with this picture? Uh, this author... Um, offers a fascinating and original look at shame and shamelessness in American culture, taking to task everyone from conservative hypocrites to bleeding heart liberals. Whether or not you agree that shame is a building block of a healthy society, you'll find this a provocative and addictive read. So it doesn't say a lot about the book, but it's basically um, from other overviews I read. It's kind of starting from like the yeah. 60s in the hippie movement and how all of a sudden, hey, don't have shame over, right. don't feel bad about um, sexualization. Um, like, I don't know. It's, it's just basically saying, like, the loss of shame was kind of the loss of common decency mm -hmm. in America. Right. And it was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I mean, there's different opinions on what shame is. Mm -hmm. And, like, some people are saying, like, from what I read, shame isn't a naturally occurring thing. It's like a product of your culture. So, mm -hmm. It, it's how they force you right. to kind of fit in their yeah. box by shaming you. Right. But other people say, no, this is kind of like a natural thing. Uh, right. Absolutely. It's your conscience or whatever. Yeah. When you do something bad, you feel bad about it. Absolutely. And so. You don't go build a, a, a float to put in the parade. Right. <laughs> you know. It's, right. If it's something that you shouldn't do, then you shouldn't feel proud yeah. of it. Right. I'm sorry, but you shouldn't. You, that, sh you should feel kind of bad absolutely. that you have these thoughts. And, and But I, I agree with you that, yes, yeah, where we are, whether it's, it's Hollywood or society or whatever, I mean, you're not allowed to say somebody's wrong anymore. Right. That, no, I'm sorry, that's that's bad. Right. <laughs> you know, you can't do that because it's like, you know, you don't want to hurt their feelings or you don't want them to feel bad because they might act out. You know, I mean, even, you know, like, you know. Like even saying – and. I'm sorry if this offends anyone. Even just saying being overweight is unhealthy, right. which is scientifically proven that right. if you're 
like grotesquely overweight, it can lead to different health, mm-hmm. dis- like heart disease or like high blood pressure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just saying that is considered fat shaming. Yeah. Which I don't agree with fat shaming. I don't think you should go out and give your own opinions over right. somebody else's body size because you can wear something else or, right. or even vice versa. I've had people that are bigger, like look at me and be like, Oh, you, you just need to, you just need to eat more. It's like, what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. Like, yeah, yeah. But, um, but there is a point where like, like you were saying, like anything that you're saying, Hey, that's probably not a good idea. That's considered shaming now. Right. Yeah. And it, like I said, with over, overweight or unhealthy eating unhealthy lifestyles um saying that a guy or a person going out and having sex with a bunch of people is probably going to lead to stds or right or stuff that that's that's shaming you can't say that right yeah stuff anything like that yeah it's yeah you just um you know we people try to take the shame out of you know people and and make them that comfort them, you know, so yeah. that they don't act out, you know, oh, well, no, that's, that's their reality. Yeah. You know, let them, that's let, you. That's their truth. Let's, that's not you. That's them. Right. That's, exactly. Yeah. Like you can't, it's like, no, it's fucking you. Yeah. No, that's, that's <laughs> a problem. There's, there's a problem here. Yeah. And yes, there is ways to address things, mm-hmm. not in dickishness. Don't be an asshole. Right. Is what I try to say. Even though like, like we say we're assholes here. Right. Don't be, don't go out and just, Push your view on other people just right. because you think, or don't be an asshole about it. Like right. certain people should be allowed to address certain things in your life without yeah. you saying, "Oh, you're just shaming me." Yeah, you're just shaming my pedophilic, pedophilic intentions or yeah. thoughts. Yeah, no, no, you well, sh- you should feel bad. It's like um, you know, you see a little kid that's bullying, and it's like you know, don't want to tell them they're bullying because you know you don't want them to feel bad or whatever. Right. No, they should feel bad. They about should them. feel bad. They, right. It's the only way they're going to learn. Right. Is that that's not how you treat somebody. That's like with my kids and my dog. My dog does something bad, mm-hmm. and I yell at her, and she puts her ears down. And my kids like, oh, it's okay, don't feel bad. No, no, no. She she has the right. right. That feeling there is what she should have. Exactly. There. And I was reading a little bit into shame, and they were saying. Because I had said some people say shame isn't a naturally occurring thing, but then you get a dog that shits on the floor because whether it's because you left in the house all day or mm-hmm. whether it's just because it's just being an asshole, when you get home without even yelling it, that thing will drop its ears down and be like, right. oh, shit, I did something wrong. Yep. That means it's a natural thing yeah. telling you, hey, what you did there is wrong. Right. Yeah, society didn't tell that dog what it did was bad. No. Yeah, right. It learned that because you made it feel like shit for yeah. doing that. So you get people in like Hollywood or on social media saying that are like my kids that are like, oh, don't feel bad when she puts her ears down. It's just mm-hmm. like, no, no, you you did something wrong there. Yeah. And you should feel bad for it. That, that's yeah. what keeps us from following our animalistic Mm-hmm. Um, senses, right? Yeah, it's what keeps us from going out and raping women, right? It's what keeps us from going out and killing the person that that yelled in your face. Right. It's it's that consciousness or that that right. that, that Jiminy Cricket in your yes, ear. yeah. So say what you want. Uh, we're right. kind of pushing our time now, but um, yeah. There's so much to say here. This show, don't I haven't seen it. Like I said, don't watch it, please. Yeah. What what are your opinions of canceling Netflix? Are you because I I heard Netflix is like out like it was like nine, nine billion dollars billion yeah. since this came out because right. people like dropping Netflix. Yeah, 
Is it something you would cancel Netflix over? Uh, you know, that's, I don't know, man. That's a, a tough question. question. I, a good I question. asked Mandy that. She's like, what? It has all this other stuff that it's all <laughs> we watch. It's like, and I had told her, and I feel bad too, because I feel the same way, because most of what I watch is on Netflix. Right. It's like, so we're willing for our convenience right. to keep this. That we feel so strongly about this. But we're right. still going to keep it. <laughs> well, it's kind of like Google. Like we we all hate Google and right, the yeah. things they do. But we or keep Disney. it. I hate we Disney. We keep it for its convenience factor. Yeah. Like there's nothing at, out there close to like YouTube or Google. Right. What do you do? I mean, yeah, that, that's a yeah, that's tough. Just, Pedophilia is a, a different level. Yeah, that's know? what I said it, a couple weeks ago. It's like once it comes to the kids, that's the line right, right there. Right, absolutely. Like there's no justification of it. There's no. Um, downplaying it to, mm. oh, they shook their bums on stage and they slapped their bums. And, yeah, whimsically and, and playfully. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, they were doing no. dirty stuff. They it's, were dirty dancing on a stage yeah. and they're 11-year-olds and yeah. they were dry humping the stage. Right. Yeah, You can't downplay that. Right. Yeah. So there, there's no justification of it, really. Not... Not oh it's a it's a powerful coming of age show no it's there's a bunch of creepers that are going to be watching this primarily or people the other people that are going to be watching are going to be like is this really as bad as they say right there's nobody that's just like oh I wonder what it would be like to be an 11 year old coming of age <laughs> right, yeah and what that would look like because right we all did it yeah no nobody wonders what that is and nobody's <laughs> going to let their 11 year old sit and watch this no. movie so they can take tips right you <laughs> we know we already told our kid like hey this is on here. We have history of Netflix. If we find out you clicked on it, you won't have access to Netflix ever. So my my kids are like, oh, no, we're not going to watch that. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe this, maybe this is just a door to open a conversation about, hey, guys, gross stuff is happening. Let's stop this shit because right. maybe, maybe yeah. we can turn this around and make it a door. I, I guess, you know, I'll be curious to see. You know, and, and you know, maybe I'm I'm part of the problem. You know, yeah. by saying let's, you know, see what the next step is. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. if Netflix starts a whole category of, right. you know, of coming of age right. documentaries uh, of kids. You know, right. I mean, right. Like I said, I I'm I'm willing to bet that we'll see it in Oscar season. And if that happens, then yes, that 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 is the agenda that they have pushed this year. Yep. And I've heard people say that they think it's because of the whole Maxwell thing. That maybe they're trying to Down, norm, like, downplay it, it because, more before the trial comes up. Right, because Hollywood would be the one that could be really So effective. if the shit on TV is worse than what Maxwell did, then Maxwell doesn't look as bad in her... Right, um, and all the celebrities that may have been involved in Epstein's thing... Yeah, they didn't do... Did you see what was on TV? Right, right. This is nothing. You, you should go watch Netflix. Right, right. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I think that's all I got for this, and I'm not going to talk about it no, again for a while. Yeah. So I think we're going to go. Sorry we had to drag you through the, the mud with us, but yeah. it is the topic of our conversation this week. Yeah. And it's something I, I think people really need to be aware of and watch yeah. because it, it is the next the next windmill that they're chasing. Yeah. You know? And like I said, it's kind of like technology, how it goes from like 20 years to mm -hmm. like advanced technology to like five years to like now we're advancing technology like cell phones every mm -hmm. like month they're coming out with a new right. cell phone absolutely where is it going to go this yeah. is a this is another stepping stone it's a disgusting one and like i said from what i've heard it is as bad as they're saying so all these people saying oh don't worry it's it's pretty mild it's it's not right. it's it's being downplayed and for you to say it's mild you're downplaying it yourself so right. 
So, yeah, I think we're going to leave it on that note. Um, on a lighter note, come back next week. We'll have something a little happier to talk about. Um, <laughs> like the plague. Yeah, like, <laughs> like anything. Like a plane crash or something. Um, so, yeah, come back next week. Like I said, check out our social media. Check out our, our new merch store. Um, keep on listening. Keep on and talking. Keep on talking. Um, if you If you are disgusted by this, talk about it that's why we're talking about it it's not because hey this is an interesting topic no it's because somebody's got to fucking talk about this yeah. keep talking because that's how stuff like this might possibly change might possibly get overturned so on that note we're gonna let you go um we'll see you next week have a good night